everybody, and welcome to another episode of HP Critical, a podcast where my friends and I talk all things gaming. I'm Drill, and I'm joined by Brandon. Hey guys, what's up? Kelly. Hi everybody. And Gabe. Top of the morning to you. Even though it's super late at night. Uh, <laughs> it could be morning Not everywhere. Be that is true. By the time they listen, it could be uh, early morning. So before we start, I, I haven't talked to you guys about um, how, how you've been and what you've been playing. So let's throw it in there. What have you guys been playing lately? Ooh, Just let- Dance. <laughs> Just Dance. <laughs> I've been playing some Just Dance every night. And God, Valheim... And that's about it. Such a good I, game. I think I've played WoW once. I haven't been gaming this week. Except to play Just Dance. I'm tired. <laughs> Same. Friend Work is... Yeah. yeah. So, uh, this week, on my own pro- time, uh, I've been playing... Uh, what have I been playing? I've been, I've been playing Yu-Gi-Oh, of course. And I've been playing Dragon Quest Eleven. Now, Drill, I got to a certain point in the game, but I was like, this game is actually really fun, so let me just finish the demo. I clocked it. When I finished the, reached the end of the demo, it was about 14 hours. That is a beefy demo, but I was here for it. Like, for me. Like, people were citing 10 hours, so I was meant to be prepared for that, but I was at 10. It's like, so this ending soon? And then I went up for another four. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So scary. You know what's, you know what's funny about that? You're not even a quarter of the way through the game. I'm sure I'm not. If they gave me that okay, game's if, very long. If I if I if I play 14 hours and I was just a demo, then yeah, I know this is going to be a long game. But I'm here for some getting it the full game with 3D World tomorrow because I, I actually really enjoyed it. And the other thing I've been playing this week on my own time is um I don't want to give away too many details yet, but I'm doing us I'm planning on doing a special stream at the beginning of March that's going to involve Breath of the Wild. So I've been playing Breath of the Wild on my own time to like tie up some loose ends here and there. And and I forgot how much I love love the game. Like, I've just been exploring, finding the completing some side quests I didn't complete before, finding some Korok seeds. It's just a blast to go back to it. So, very excited. And I wanted to get this stuff out of the way before I really dive back into Age of Calamity, because once I'm in, you know, I'm in. Um, yeah, that's been stuff I've been playing in my own time. As far as stream stuff, I'll just touch on it real quick. I've been doing more Origami King. Uh, as of this recording, tomorrow I'm going to be doing the finale of the Origami King playthrough. So, looking forward to seeing how that all wraps up. I last night I wrapped up Super Mario Sunshine. Got all 120 shine sprites. Whew! That was that was that was. I would say that's a that's a nice mix of fun and pain. <laughs> Sunshine, like I love Sunshine. Don't get me wrong, but getting 100% in Sunshine is not something I'd recommend unless you're a hardcore enthusiast of Sunshine. There's there's some shine sprites that are an absolute pain in the ass to get. Let me just say. And the last thing was on Monday on our episode doesn't hold up myself. Megan was my guest this week. We played a game called Rygar, and we played another game called The Immortal. Rygar, it's a very ambitious game for its time, but I don't think it really held up that well. The Immortal was super fun, though. I'm probably going to be playing more of that. So, And yeah, next month is going to be the beginning of the Super Nintendo season, so only a few more NES games left, and then, you know, all that's done. Getting into 16-bit, and that was my week. Okay. I'm playing, because I'm still going through my quarter-life crisis, um, I actually started playing Valheim 2, because Kelly told me it was a Viking survival game, but hello. Um, <laughs> probably not as far as long with the game as she is. Um, Valheim, still playing some Phasmophobia, because my friends hate me. Um, jump back into Star Wars Battlefront 2 and Apex <gasps> Legends. Uh, been playing a little bit of Breath of the Wild, because it's Breath of the Wild. 
a little bit of Age of Calamity because I still need 100% the game. And that actually might be it. Okay. Yes. Cool. I oh, wait, no, and Dragon Quest Eleven too. Sorry, my bad. Yeah! <laughs> a spoiler alert, friends. And mm. So far, from what I've been hearing from players, it looks like people are enjoying Final Fantasy X-2 more than Dragon Quest Eleven. Great! That means I don't have so, to wait. I'm just going to keep going through Dragon Quest then. I mean, we'll see what happens. I don't know yet. We'll see what happens. But that's what I've been hearing. Uh, that's what okay. I've been hearing so far. Uh, okay. I'm, I... I'm, good with either. I'm good with either. Honestly. I'll work with whatever. Oh, my God. I finished uh, Dragon Rampa two. Yay! I finished the game. You guys yes. No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> I'm glad that you. I, I had, I had. I'm sorry that I didn't just react here. I had my private hype when you put it on general. I like that's when I did my screen. I was like, yes, he did it. I finished Dragon Rampa two. Um, that's it. So I have. So I have to ask. Um, I don't want to rush you, but when are you thinking about doing V three? Is it, uh, spoil me a little bit, is it connected? Like, is the story connected, or is it brand new? It's it's pretty much brand new. There's, like, I don't want to say too much, there's hints to the other ones, but it's it's mostly something. I would never recommend anyone to play V3 without playing the first two, but it's 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 pretty much its own thing. Oh, but I but I would also recommend that if you want to see, uh, I don't want to give into context of this, but if you want to see the whole resolution of the future Foundation stuff, to check out the Danganronpa 3 anime, which is not real, at all connected to the V3 story. Yeah, I saw that on Wikipedia. But, yeah, the, the, the anime is the conclusion to uh, the first two games' story, and V3 basically starts its own new thing. Yeah, I don't know when, because I'm trying to finish Yakuza so I can write about how I have problems with its representation of black characters. And then, mm-hmm. you know, also playing Final Fantasy X-2 and Dragon Quest XI, which I'm also writing about my journey of its diversity and inclusion, which is really crazy because, as far as I know, there's some character that could possibly potentially be gay in that game. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of a stereotype he is. But, you know, I'm happy they included gay people, I guess. Yeah. Still no black people, but, you know, I'll take half of it, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. So just... So just do me a favor, Terrell. Whenever, like, again, no rush. But whenever you do play V3, just make sure to advertise that as loud as possible so Christy can finally play the game. Because I've been trying to get on her play for, like, almost four years to play that game, and she hasn't done it yet. Are there any games with, like, black gay characters? Or are we just not, like, non-existent? Black gay characters. Hmm. I have to think about. I have to. I actually have to think about that. The fact that I have to think is probably evidence that there's really not enough. But I really would have to Are think about it. Are there even any like gay characters in RPGs? Like, I, not I mean, the one I. Is bisexual, and she has a secret relationship with Aerith. But like, um, alert. yeah, hello. <laughs> You're gonna get there, and it's gonna be great when they kiss. Fan service. Come on, how could you not have Tifa and Aerith kiss? Well, now I have to start playing it again. See? You gotta get there. It's I mean, the if we're throwing out spoilers, then... Pff, Wait, what am I doing? Holding my hand, ears closer to my... Headphones closer to my hand? <laughs> you also finished the game. So it doesn't even matter. Um, also, I thought, no, well, I mean, he was gonna say spoilers to another game that I probably haven't played. <laughs> Brandon, we've all... I think we've finished the same games. Any game that we've played, like... That's that we've both true. played, we probably have both finished. That's probably true, honestly. I haven't finished Better. anything except for Diamond Rumpa, so, you know, who knows what I'm going to play. I'm going to play. But I'm happy for you. 
I'm gonna play things. Thank you. I'm gonna play things I can write about, um, so I can be disappointed in uh, decisions by producers and developers because they don't know what diversity and inclusion actually means. So then, you know, here comes Jarrell <laughs> talking shit. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to gaming news, since I am clearly uh, an enigma in uh, video game development. Um, we were just talking about it right before the podcast. So I'm gonna bring it up. We uh, have gotten more casting news on. Borderlands, the movie, which just continues mm-hmm. to be more and more ridiculous. But before, actually, no, before that, before we talk about the movie, something very interesting that happened was that the Gearbox CEO revealed why he sold Borderlands Studio for $1.3 billion. And a lot of people, basically, including myself, said 100% it's for money because I... Uh, Kelly, did you play Borderlands 3? I forgot. I don't think so, right? I played Borderlands 3, yeah. And I didn't and two, complete right? the game. Yeah, I played two, and then I played, uh, well, whatever the one was. It was like the pre sequel. Pre sequel. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I so, played two in that one. I didn't play one. Did you think that three was good? Um, I thought it looked beautiful. Like I said, I didn't finish it. Um, it, Borderlands games they get super kind of repetitive. Um, but I found it interesting as I was playing. I just, it was on my PlayStation and I just didn't, you know, ever yeah. finish it. I played, I played some with friends though and I played with my boyfriend split screen a little bit. It was fun. It doesn't run great on the PlayStation to be honest. I played one, loved it. I played two, loved it. I played three, returned it. I never returned video games. Like I never saw video games. I actually sold Borderlands 3 back to GameStop. That's how much I did not like it. Um, wow. And I never, I, ever return games. Like, even if it's a bad game, I still have problems of Avengers sitting there. Like, <laughs> I don't return games. And that one, I was just like, no, give me my money back for this. I, I am very disappointed in what happened. Um, but this, uh, this independently operated Gearbox game for 21 years has now been sold to a Sweden's Embracer group for up to $1.3 billion. The Gearbox CEO and founder Randy Pitchford has now shed some light on why he made the deal and why he believes it's in the best interest of the company going forward. I personally believe that this was just a money deal. If you can sell Borderlands for $1.3 billion, which I don't even know if it's worth that, honestly. Um, just because uh, how fucking how old is Borderlands 1 and 2? Like, yeah, they've been around for the one. One has been out for quite a while. It has that was like to be years. I feel like that was an early 360 game, Borderlands One. But yeah, because I played Borderlands Two on a PS3. Yeah, so that means it had to be like even. It had to be older than that. Two generations at least. Okay, yeah, yeah 2009. Apparently, Borderlands came Sounds out in 2009. Right. Um. <clears throat> I don't know that Borderlands is worth $1.3 billion. Uh, a billion? But, I don't know, Bill, but yeah. That seems like a lot. Uh, he says, many companies were never worked with would hit us with a cold call and unsolicited proposals. I've always been allergic to that. This is Pitchford. Um, mm-hmm. But he goes on to say, when I realized what Lars had built, what he was doing, and what the strategy was, it is simple and obvious, yet it's completely counterintuitive to the way the rest of the industry works. I realized that Lars isn't the suit that I've been navigating around. Lars is me just coming at it from the access to uh, capital point of view. I came at it from building the product. We've never lost money to us that part of it. I feel like the Neo in the Matrix after he sees it. It just needs more capital so we can do this faster and better. Um, so this is his basically explanation for why 
he sold. This article is over at GameSpot.com. It says Pitchford owns the majority of Gearbox, so he stands to make a lot of money from the sale. Obviously. But he also structured the studio in a unique way. Pitchford owns 70% of Gearbox, while the employees own the remaining 30%. This set up, along with what Pitchford called the most generous royalty bonus program in the history of the industry for his employees, is why people like to work at Gearbox and stick around. So, I mean, at the end of the day... I think he sold it for money. I don't think it's worth that much money. Doesn't matter what I think because the people that work for him apparently own 30% of Gearbox and they have a huge bonus incentive. So good on you, fucking Gearbox. Like, or Randy Pitchford for paying your people and getting the money. And good on you for taking 70% in your fucking company for $1.3 billion. This is some bullshit. And you got a movie coming out, which, like... Now we can talk about the cast. I just wanted to get that out first. Um, I think the movie is going to do really well because they have some really crazy A-list celebrities coming out of fucking nowhere to be probably one of the weirdest casts to date. And that includes Jamie Lee Curtis. Sorry, Jamie Lee Curtis, who signed on to play Tannis. And um, I think we talked about Kevin Hart playing the black guy because, Mm -hmm. of course, Kevin Hart always has to play the black guy. Um, Mm -hmm. Who else did we mention is in that movie? Jack Black. Oh, yeah, I didn't even mention it. Jack Black has joined his Claptrap, which we can talk about. And who else? There was, uh, uh, oh, uh, what's her name? The, the the older lady? Oh, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. I think those are the four reviews that we've gotten so far about the Borderlands movie. This cast is weird as fuck. Um, how y'all feel about this cast? <laughs> Tell me, what, what are your initial thoughts? I mean, it's weird. But I, I don't know, like, Borderlands is kind of a blend of serious and comedy and I think that those people can do both. Like Jamie Lee Curtis, we know that she can do comedy and serious. Jack Black has done few serious movies, but I think that he can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's mostly humor. I think Border- barely ever serious. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, <laughs> that works. But I just I think it's going to be kind of a blend of like serious and funny, and I think that these people can pull it off. I'm not, I just don't know what it's going to look like. I have no idea. Like, I, the thing with Borderlands is kind of like that cartoony kind of, yeah. you know, thing. But, like, they're not going to make the movie look like that. I don't know how it's going to say Borderlands. Like, that's, like, the whole thing about it. You know, it's the only game that has good graphics, but they're, like, also cartoony. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like. I have no idea. I want to watch it. but <laughs> You know, I, I won't lie. So do I. Because that's cell shading, that Borderlands cell shaded, like, uh, uh, graphic is very specific. Like, once you yeah. see it, you know, like, everyone, even if you haven't played it, like, you've seen cosplayers go out and do that cell shaded coolness. I mean, there was a mod for uh, Cyberpunk 2077 that made it look like Borderlands because Borderlands is specifically known for its graphical art style. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I never even thought about that. How would they. I don't even, is it, is it a live action movie? I don't even know, like, what the fuck is oh. going on with this movie. Oh, is it like, not even live? Okay, I'm that assuming would explain it is. a lot. I'm assuming it is. Cause Wait, I, have I, they I really not said whether it is or not? I have no idea. Because that I gotta be honest with you. Sense. Yeah, yeah if this was an animated movie, yeah. if it was an animated movie in the, sty- in the style of Borderlands, that'd be crisp. That has a really great art style. To Actually, be honest though, we were talking about Kate Blanchett being a little bit too old, but for the voice... Uh, no, voice. it's live action. Oh, it oh, is? Well, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I love how the mood just, like, immediately went down. It's like, it's like, oh, what was animated? Oh, oh, what was... Uh-oh. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Hart, Kate Blanchett, um, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, uh, Jack Black, directed by Eli Roth. Um, which I mean, he's a he's a fun director. So I'm mm. I'm hoping for the best. I like I honestly like all these people. I just never thought I'd see them in a project together. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, I, I think Kevin Hart's so low tier. I'm so sorry for Kevin Hart fans. I think he's so low tier. I think he's not funny. The guy he's supposed to be playing is this really tall, buff black guy who's probably the most serious uh, next to Lilith in the cast. And it's just like, mm, why? Like, y'all really couldn't find any of the. I'll do it. Hell, I will step yeah. up and play the character. Call me. Uh, yeah, any other thoughts on this? Uh, I got excited when I thought it was, like, an animated, but now I know it's not. I'm, I'm still gonna watch it. I won't pay money to watch it, but I will watch it. I don't know. Okay. I was, I was trying to do, like, the, I was trying to do, like, the side-eyes monkey meme. I was like... <laughs> right. I will watch it. I won't pay money to watch it, but I will. Well, watch I won't it. go to. The, I won't go to a theater and watch it. Okay. Should I say that. I'm yeah. not gonna bootleg it. I'm just That's gonna wait until it comes on a streaming service. Yeah. It's an option. It's an option. Literally, it's either like I'm gonna bootleg that because I'm not nah. paying to watch it. I don't. Yeah, I will. Oh, I'll man. watch it on HBO or something. I It'll love probably all drop these movies on there. are coming to HBO. Honestly, it's been great. Right? Cool. They should just continue to do this. It's wonderful. Uh, So, uh, PS5's Xbox Series X is one of us happened to secure a PS5 um, pre-order. Oh my god. Or order. Not pre-order. One of us happened to secure a PS5 order. Go ahead. Tell us about it. Yeah. Um, Tell us about the little thing that died. I'm not going to break it down. Um. Uh, there was no okay. Uh, before I start the story, there was no little kids <laughs> involved. No one was injured. I didn't have to kick someone in the stomach for a PS5. Um, but he did no, it anyways. Gabe's not. I mean, you got to celebrate somehow. Um, no, so um, GameStop was having a. They were they were having uh they were restocking. I guess they're doing bundles, and um, I had by this point I had already gone to the point where like. I'm not going to spend more than like three refreshes on the page to try and get it. And after that, I'm done. So, um, I, on Twitter, it was like, yeah, we're going to go live with them. They went live with them at 11 o'clock. Um, 30 minutes later, the app sends out the notification and Jarrell, you know, Jarrell sends a message. He goes, Gabe, there's PS5 pre-orders. I was like, that went live 30 minutes ago. It's probably done by now. He's like, Oh, I just got the notification now. And for some weird reason, I was like, you know what? Let me go online. Mind you, I was also at work when this happened. I was I was driving to work. Oh wait, I was getting ready for it. Never mind. Anyway, irrelevant. Um, so I'm like, oh, let me just go see, you know, if there's still anything on it. So I went on to GameStop, and I went onto the website, whatever, and I clicked on the pre on the 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 PS5, the bundle, um, the NBA 2K21 one, and the Spider Man with an extra controller and a twenty dollar gift card, um, because that was the cheapest disc version. So I click on that one, and it ha- it gives me the pre-order option, the little red boxes there. So I'm like, okay. I clicked it, and it says, do you want protection? And I'm like, no, I had to cart. I got to cart, and I went into the cart, and I'm like, okay, that's weird. I've never been able to make it this far on GameStop before. So I go, and thankfully all my information is already in my GameStop account. If any hackers are hearing this, I will find you if you hack into my account. Trust me. Um, So I went. 
and I put review order, and this is usually where I start getting fucked over. So I click review order, and it's like it shows me everything that's coming with it. I'm like, all right. So then I click, click, you know, place order, and it says thank you for your purchase. Blah, blah. I'm like, no fucking way. And I sit there and I wait for a little bit for the page to refresh and be like, oh, there is a problem uh, processing your order. I was waiting for well, um, a bank to send me a notification like, oh, um, we reversed this purchase because it seemed fraudulent or something. And no, I got an email about 20 minutes later like, oh, thank you for your purchase. Here's everything included in it. So, <laughs> so happy. You know, can- now I got to get rid of my PS4. I didn't know that. I, I thought you had it before because when I texted you uh, and you were like, oh, they weren't up. I had no idea that my text message helped you get a PS5. Oh, yeah. That's why I sounded so solemn when I said no, they already happened 30 minutes before. Because, I, I trust no me, if I had gotten it 30 minutes before, you guys would have been the first people to know. I would have been in that chat screaming my mind off. I can say... But it was literally, you were like, it, yeah, you were the reason I got a PS5. 100%. Like, it's like, because I had, I had Wario64's tweets on, the notifications, and I had GameStop's tweet on, and they both tweeted at 11, oh, the bundles are live. I didn't get shit. It was until Jarrell said, hey, the pre-orders, I'm like, oh, it's been on for 30 minutes, I'm not going to get anything, and it's, it is literally because of, and he's so happy right now. I am! <laughs> the, I, I had no idea. Was, look, I, I somehow was able to secure four PS5s, and I'm counting this one as number five. Okay? Like, yeah, I'm very, I'll give that one to you. I am very happy with myself. If you need a PS5, get my phone number. Jerome, give me your phone number. <laughs> you, it's in Slack. It's literally right there. Uh, so I brought that up because there's an article over at IGN entitled Potential UK Console Scalping Ban Gathers Momentum, and it's been updated for now. Um, the bill apparently is unlikely to pass, but could help pressure the government into new legislation. Basically, Douglas Chapman MP has now formally brought forward a bill to ban gaming hardware scalping in the UK, titled the Gaming Hardware Automated Purchase and Resale Bill, uh, as reported by Sky News. It aims to apply similar restrictions on console reselling to those ins- ins- instituted for ticket touting in the UK. Oh my god, I can't read. It's late, leave me alone. Uh, speaking to Sky News about the bill's similarity to the previous ticket touting law, Chapman said, We propose that a similar legislative process be brought forward to ensure that consumers can purchase gaming consoles and computer components at no more than the manufacturer's recommended price, and that the resale of goods purchased by automated bots be made illegal. Uh, he acknowledged that the bill is unlikely to pass, but was using it as an action to force the government to take responsibility for the ongoing issue. Obviously, that was over in the UK, as I said, according to this update. Um... As he said, the bill is unlikely to pass, but could help pressure the government into new legislation. I think this is really interesting because now you're taking it away from uh, consumers, you're taking it away from the stores, you're taking it away from like resellers, and you're putting the responsibility on the government to ensure that things like this don't happen, especially if they already have a law uh, about ticket touting over there, where essentially you know people are going to purchase a shit ton of tickets, resell them at a crazy value. Um, and then, you know, make profit from it. I think it would be really interesting if it were illegal going forward. I think I would 100% agree with this law because it's not fair to know that, like, people 
got millions of dollars. I think we talked about it on the podcast. They were like, they got millions of dollars from the resale of PS5s while uh, basically scalping people during a pandemic. And I think that's just trash. And I think if if game companies are uh, sorry, um, resellers, uh, retail sellers can't handle it then at some point, you know, someone else has to step up and protect the people. And I think this would have been a really great lot. What do you guys think? Yeah, this I is, love it. Yeah, I love it too. I But here's the thing. On its own, on its own, like you said, it's unlikely to pass. And who knows how much effect it is. But this is a good first step because that's all we wanted. Like, we've been talking about podcast after podcast about the same exact subject of the scalpers, how much we dislike them, and how much is screwing over the average consumers, and how in the long term it could screw over uh, the companies themselves that can't sell their games because, like, you know, 50 PS5s are in, a, are in a garage somewhere anyway. But, yeah, this is a good first step to, like, hopefully finally get some, you know, stuff against these scalpers so they can happen less. You know, I don't think it's ever going to go away entirely, but the stopping of bots, if possible, you know, that's a great first step. That's going to mitigate, like, most of the scalping because that's how most modern uh, scalpers do it these days with the bots. That's how you get your orders and as many as you need to so you can resell them. So people would have to, like, go to stores physically to do it to scalp. You know, I'm not going to say that's much better, but that's a lot less people doing that than using bots. So, again, good first step. I'm hoping it goes somewhere. I think it's just really good to get so the it. reason in like legislation like or at least to get yeah, it, legislation you know, is, like, is you know, the top yeah sorry go ahead Kim. so here's why i like it one because payback's a bitch but two because again you, you know you're mentioning that it's not likely to pass but it's going to pressure the government with that type of i guess you know pathway for lack of a better word you can change it from just you know video game scalp, uh, uh, video game console scalping because recently all over the gaming news, it's been people are buying or practically scalping happy meals from McDonald's (laughs) to stop, to to buy, to, to get a bunch of Pokemon cards, which video game, the consoles I understand because a lot of the consoles, you know, they were people around our age group because, you know, money, but like, a, a kid's just gonna go, he wants to go to McDonald's, like, oh, mom, I wanna go to McDonald's for a Happy Meal, but one of those new Pokemon cards looks really cool. I remember when I was young as hell, and I, getting a Pokemon card, no matter what it was, was like, the highlight of my yeah. day. Cause it was funny shit, like, I would love, yeah, I would love to go, open up a new pack, oh, cool, look, I got, um, Pidgey, or whatever. That was always fun. So, to think about all these kids now that, you know, they're like, they were hoping of getting some cool. Po- Stop laughing at me. <laughs> They're hoping of getting some cool, like Pokemon card or something. But then you know, you go to McDonald's, like, yeah, sorry, ma'am, you're not gonna have any Pokemon cards in your Happy Meal because this 30 year old man who has uh, no life decided to buy like 50 of them. So why he can't be again? Why he gotta be 30? I'm sorry, did I hit a nerve with your age, drill? <laughs> Are you revealing your age finally? Just finish Uh-oh. what you were saying, damn it. Um, alive but yeah, so like, so like, I really hope that like one of the reasons it's not likely to pass, you know, just for consoles is because they'll be able to rework it, you know, to have, you know, for it to be more than just that. Because, again, it's not only Pokemon cards and consoles that get scalped every day, you know, shoes. Oh, God, yeah. That's all I can think about because I don't have a life. Um, Shoes is a big one. Shoes is a big one. Shoes is a big one, yeah. But, you know, so I'm happy with it. Um, I've... 
I just think, you know, if something does happen, you know, it's not going to directly affect the people that have already been scalping, but I don't know. To me, it's going to feel like a in your face. And I'm going to sit there with my PS5 and be like, no matter how hard you scalp, I still got it. Well, I mean, unfortunately, this is only in, in the UK, so. Yeah, but you know, well, you know, if it's if it's happening in like one nation and say it gets a lot of traction, that it's going to no, come on, there's a possibility uh, that other nations. Uh, it, it it depends. The thing is, I think Brandon's right because it's not. It, it, this is going to sound mean, but it's you know, it's the United Kingdom. It's fortunately a place right now. They can't even get over Brexit. Like, there's no, we don't look at them and take ideas. Like, that's not how the U.S. works right oh, now. Oh, well, first, first of all, first of all, I didn't say the U.S. was going to do it, because the U.S. has its own thing of problems. But generally, if the rest of the world starts to, you know, follow along with that trend. have the same scalper issues that we did, as far as I know. The thing China is. Did. China had a very bad scalper problem. The only thing that they I'll say about this mm-hmm. is that, <laughs> no, like, U.K., like, they didn't manufacture the PS5 or the Xbox, but, like, Microsoft is a U.S. company. So I think that if they see this as a problem, they would potentially make it a thing on U.S. soil if they thought they were somehow losing money. I think that's the only difference because, like, if Microsoft thought that they were going to be experiencing a loss because of scalpers, which they sold their consoles anyway, so I don't know if they care, but, like, it's it's an American company. I think that they would probably have, like, a bigger... um, like they would care a little bit more than the UK, but I just don't think that it matters because they sold all the consoles anyways. Um, and we know in America regulation, unless it's you know a woman's uterus, it's not really uh, a thing. <laughs> Say it again. Uh, so I don't think they're going to regulate. I don't know. The thing is that, like I said, we're not going to regulate corporations, but we would regulate scalpers if they were known to be causing profit loss at a corporation and that's what i'll say and that's what i'll say just give the items a you know a a feminine pronoun (laughs) see what happens (laughs) that joke took way too long for to reach everybody (laughs) was it funny (laughs) it 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 was supposed to be like okay you know what anyway Anyway, go on, Brandon. <laughs> All I was gonna say was, and that's the, and that's just the thing. Like, um, what I was saying earlier, both on this podcast and a previous one, was that <clears throat> that if a bunch of scalpers are buying systems and then people are not paying the scalpers enough, then that's consoles that are sitting in like a, a, a garage or like a storehouse. And then they won't buy games for all 50 consoles. So eventually I think it's going to affect games. So in a big, if, if it's going to affect it in a big way, that remains to be seen because, but I think this is a, like, this is a question because I, I don't know this is a fact. Is this the worst that we've seen scalpers scalp a console? Yes. Okay. This is I the worst it's ever so. been. Then sooner or later, if it's not this generation, it'll eventually will come a generation where it's going to get so bad that it is going to cut into someone's profits. And then that first person that's going to be losing their money is going to make the first move at that point. I mean, it's like, well, well, it, well the, the thing is, I, I don't think it entirely has to do with it, you know, the increasing, you know, the generations of a console or whatever. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that we couldn't go to the bo- the store to buy it. Like Jarrell's instance, for example, Jarrell was at a Walmart and they had it there in stock, 
but they're like, hey, we can't give it to you. You have to go home and wait for the, the orders to go up online. So I think that played a big part into like why the scalpers were so successful this time. Because again, mm-hmm. when I got the PS4, I didn't buy it online. I bought it on opening on release day at a store because it was, you know, it's easier. So that might, that might have played a big part into like, you know, why scalpers are like gun ho right now. Too, because, um, you know, as far as I know, you will have a set amount that you're going to sell in store, like in mm-hmm. that store that you're not selling online to other people. Uh, so yeah. I, I completely agree with, with Gabe's sentiment. But what I will say about <laughs> the U.S. ever doing something like this, I, I, I don't think it'll ever happen. I think, you know, Kelly's already made a really good point on it, so I won't reiterate it. But we have literally, we literally have people in Congress who are trying to put make felony charges of people streaming because they have no idea what the fuck is going on. We don't have mm-hmm. anyone in there who's going to be like, oh, oh right. this scalping shit is an issue that we should take care of. Like, no one is going to try to pass a law about scalping because they don't give a fuck. Like, we, we, we're literally in the, we can't even decide on a fucking, like, impeachment trial, which is continuously interrupting my viewing of Judge Judy. Damn it. Stop doing this shit at 4 p.m. Uh, but like it's like we 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 have we have first of all bigger issues to deal with so i i don't ever see a law like this working secondly they don't care like no one in congress cares about ps5s and xbox being scalped to or or the 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 way that it's been profiting because all those you know how many ps5s were sold a shit ton do you know how good sony's doing right now because of that very good so even if they're sitting in someone's garage that's four hundred dollars in their pocket Right. Like those consoles have been paid for with actual money, whether whether, you know, people are going to buy those games that's going to fall on developers more so than Sony because they've already sold the console. It can sit in the garage for three years from now and it's still, you know, money sold. Of course, they're going to be affected by, you know, someone not signing up for PS Plus or not purchasing games for it. But either way, they've already made their money for the PS5. They're not that that's a big company that's not getting hit by scalpers. Like, essentially, you know, game developers will be hit by scalpers, uh, game companies will be hit by, by, um, uh, will be hit by the scalpers, as will consumers. But, uh, PlayStation's sitting real good with all those, ex- uh, PlayStation sitting in a garage. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> they got retail value for that PlayStation. Um, they're not gonna get, you know, $50 a, a year yet. Uh, if it can't be sold, you know, s- uh, sell it back to a store, sell it to a friend for cheaper. Uh, and then that person is able to whatever you get the point. I'm rambling. Um, yeah, I think that was a good conversation. That I read that's a really good point. Good job, shit, guys. Good, good job, guys. Oh shit, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what's going on? It's really late. So Ooh. next thing I wanted to talk about. Apparently, I'm ten. It's nine forty-three. It's almost ten. Um, the. Apparently, E3 this year is going to possibly be digital. Uh, there's an article over at videogameschronicle.com titled E3 Pushes Forward with Plans for a Digital 2021 Event. Game demos and keynotes are part of ESA's proposal, but it still needs backing of publishers. So E3 organizer, the Entertainment Software Association, is pushing forward plans for a digital event this summer. Um, E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, has historically been at the center of the games industry calendar. Uh, however, due to the coronavirus pandemic, plans for a physical E3 in 2020 were canceled. And I think basically what we had was that um, IGN's uh, Summer of Gaming, their like temporary E3 thing, 
which we had at the time, which is where, you know, pretty much we got all our information. It was really, really bad. Like, it was for, not good. for any game journalist, I'm so sorry because literally, like, information was just thrown around at random times, like, random, anywhere, <laughs> like, uh, EA would be like, hey, so here's a brand new trailer for our new Star Wars game at, like, 5 p.m., and then Nintendo's like, hey, it's 3 a.m., here's the new Mario, like, it oh, was Oh, boy, just, 3 a.m. <laughs> like, it was just freaking horrible. Like, coverage for that was really, really bad, so having E3 in one place would be really, really great. Um, it'd be great to have it, you know, just uh, full digital, be able to watch everything as it goes, have everyone in one spot, especially for game journalists, but not only for game journalists, also for consumers. I feel like a lot of people might have missed a lot of information from last year's non-E3, where everyone was kind of just, you know, presenting whatever they wanted at the time, because... Um, oh, well, okay. But then we also got a bunch of companies that were doing their Nintendo Direct-esque type of uh, presentation. So we had the uh, state of play from PlayStation. We had some Xbox stuff. We obviously got the so uh, Nintendo uh, uh, Treehouse and Nintendo um, whatever they're called. I can't remember right now. Um, we got a bunch of those. And they worked really well. And essentially they saved all of these uh, companies a lot of money for not having to shell out, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to have, you know, a, a presentation at E3 in person. So you save a lot of money. You can present the way that you want to. It's pre-recorded. You don't have to worry about any issues. So for these companies, it looks like a digital type of E3 would work really, really well. So my question to you guys is, do you think that a digital E3 would work really well? And if so, do you think that these companies would benefit in any way from, um, you know, uh, possibly pay paying to be a part of this E3 presentation? Or should they just continue to do their own thing on their own to present it in the manner that they want? Like, is my, essentially my question is, is E3 online a, a necessary or viable option for these companies, in your opinion. Okay, so in regards to the question, um, before I even talk about whether it's a good idea or not, I think doing something like this this year was kind of inevitable because, frankly, um, with the world still being the way it is, if they there was no there was there was no good to be had of them just you know saying, oh, we don't know if we're going to do a physical E three. The fact is, even if they did, no one was going to come. So them saying, just saying right off the bat, okay, it's going to be digital. It's, it was the natural way to go. Now, as to the question of whether or not it's a good, whether or not it's worth it, um, I thought it was when I first heard this news. But after hearing opinions from like various uh, other gaming journalists and videos that I've seen and just realizing, no, I don't think it's, a, it's something that is of any benefit to any of the big three. It might be something good for like smaller publishers to get their to get their games out there to get like the trailers the press and all that good stuff but for Nintendo Microsoft and Sony no I really don't think there's a much or even the other third parties like Ubisoft or EA EA hasn't even been part of E3 for the last few years anyway they've done their own events so they'll continue to do that assuredly but even for stuff like Ubisoft and Bethesda no because this year like you said Jarrell they were doing their own press conferences at their own time when all the eyes were only on them and then people were paying attention to their games. Like you are, if you like in an E3, you have if you're a game if you're a gaming journalist, you have to write on stuff that's happening. Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, or whatever companies out there. Even if something excited you personally, you have to cover it all. Like all the so, in other words, the the tension is divided between all three companies. Like 
this company's releasing a new console. This one's releasing a really cool game. It's like, you know, if they're fighting. They don't want to fight. These companies do not want to fight. They want their own, they want the attention to be squarely on them, which is why, you know, Sony opted out of E3 before they even canceled, before it even canceled. Nintendo had long since stopped doing conferences and opted to do their digital event, which is completely scripted by them. And then they would, the only thing they would do at E3 is a treehouse presentation. And, you know, even that's been doing on their, been done on their own times now. So. Microsoft might be the my, I can see Microsoft being the one standout to like still support E3. Maybe just them because they always got the biggest press conference anyway at E3. Like they had that big stage of their first one. Let's. I'm not saying they had the big one in terms of like games or excitement, but like they had the biggest presence at E3. Like they 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 basically made the show theirs. So Microsoft, I could still see being like staying and hanging with E3. But are the other ones? Nah. No, they're going to do their own shows. State of Play is going to come in the summer. It's going to be their own big State of Play. Hour, 45 minutes. Nintendo will do a direct 30 minutes or 45 minutes. Announce their big shit. And then just be like, peace. And then just let everyone do their own thing. Oh, and one more thing before uh, someone else answers the question. Um, Jeff Keighley is still doing the Summer Games Fest this year. But he's not doing it the same way he did last year. Because he heard everybody's complaints loud and clear on that. So instead of being like however long that was, it's going to be like, I think, two weeks, I think he said. It's basically like a, a E3, but an extra week. So, I mean, hopefully that fares a lot better than what happened last time because, ooh. That was so weird. Last time was so weird. I, I, like, I didn't even know what it was going to No one knew what it was. Like, no one knew what it was. That, um, those first few days, it seemed like it was going to be an E3-like thing, and then the news just didn't happen. And then, like you said, news would just randomly start coming. I'm like, oh, what? This got announced at at 2.55 on a Thursday <laughs> or something. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I disagree with you with, Brandon, is that uh, Microsoft had the biggest presentations at E3. When Sony was there, they uh, almost always had a bigger presentation than Xbox, sorry. Like, uh, like the, even the last year that PlayStation was at E3, they had, like, that big-ass tent shit. Like, they always, they always start that with their orchestra. That was the biggest one they've ever had, they, though. They always start with their big orchestra. They always mm-hmm. have, like, a full performance. They always have, like, some type of setup. Uh, they always do big shit for their exclusives, which is always bigger than anything that Xbox has done, which is just going on stage, showing a bunch of games, and talking. That's all. Mm, that, I think they do a bit more than that, but I see where you're coming from. Sir, what the have co- they done? They Please. brought in the, the, the cars. They have, like, those other they things. They always they have, have like, that damn car because yeah, they yeah, got yeah, a Forza game. That's it. Exactly. That's it. And, hey, I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest. I have never played a Forza game, but I always find that part of the conference hilarious. Like, it's like, yeah, talk about cars for five minutes. Let me hear this. I don't give a fuck. It's I a meme hear now. Like, That's what I'm saying. It's because it's a meme. Okay, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. The, it's, it's not better than anything that PlayStation's done. Ever. I was, let, me, well, let me finish. It's not just the cars. Like, the cars, like, they're always there. But they always ha- have, like, that thing where there's, like, I don't know, like, they'll, they'll, they'll turn the camera and there'll be, like, six things there to talk about their latest multiplayer game. I'm sorry, six, like, uh, TVs or monitors or whatever to talk about their big multiplayer game. When they had that Connect conference, they had like all that all that stuff going on. What? It's at, at most is comparable. I don't I don't know if I'd say one is like what? bigger than the other. <laughs> when 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 Xbox starts their fucking game show with a huge orchestra dedicated to all their first party titles, and then they move on to some big setup that's like, oh my god, this is really cool. I'll agree with you. 
Until then, I don't give a shit that they had some TVs up because, wow, so innovative. Oh, all, I'm, all, all, all I'm saying is that Microsoft has had the most, like, if, if, if it's not the biggest presentation, they had the most, like, synergy with, like, the whole E3 as, like, a conference. That's the only reason I don't see them, like, leaving it. Fine. Where everybody else would just they probably just be like, I'm done. The best We're out. Synergy. I'll give them the fucking synergy. What I will not give them is a presentation. Good shit, Synergy. PlayStation yeah. wins again. Yeah. This wasn't even like a, I'm sorry, this wasn't even like a PlayStation Xbox thing. I just completely disagreed with that point. Like there's no way that that Sony's presentations are not better and top tier. The best thing that Microsoft did was they started showing off JRPGs in their their conferences. Like they had exclusivity to to Kingdom Hearts 3. That was the best thing they ever did. That like it was like, "Oh, you guys have games. Wow, that's crazy." That's what they did, okay? We found out mm-hmm. they had actual games. That that's the best thing they did. I'm done before I rant again about how that's I, I can't believe you said that. Brandon <laughs> That's what I, I mean. that's just right, man. I, I appreciate, appreciate it. Like, let's be clear. If we're talking bias, like I've always preferred the Sony conferences. I'm just speaking on what I'm seeing, man. Like Microsoft has always made, if even if it's not true, they've always made themselves seem like they're the biggest presence at E3. That's all I'm saying. But they'd be lying. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. Then they'd be lying. Fine. That's I'm just telling <laughs> what you. What I'm even if it's not true. <laughs> they make themselves seem like they're the biggest presence at E3. And that's why I'm saying. That's because that, that's Fine. why I don't think they, they pretend to be the biggest presence. I'll agree with that. They lie cool. to us. Or they lie to <laughs> themselves, thinking that they're the biggest presence. But they're yeah, not. Yeah, maybe they lie to themselves. But you that's know what? I actually agree with you, Brandon. You're right. They are the biggest presence because they're the only ones still there. Oh, one more thing I forgot to mention. I was saying about like ostensibly this would be good for like the third party publishers to get their games out there because if they're because they're not one of the big three or Ubisoft or whatever. But I heard somewhere that to even present at this digital E3 that you need to pay like some kind of six figure sum. Yeah, it's gonna be. And I'm message. like, mother. Then a th- then a, then an indie game then an indie game has no chance. This is nothing to them. Who's benefiting if they're for a six figure sum? No, but honestly, do you even like if I had an indie game, I don't want it to be presented on its own. Like, why That's would you true. want that? That's I would 100% be like, how can I get my game into, you know, Microsoft, Xbox, or Nintendo's um, presentation? Right. But the, and that's the problem. That's the problem. Like, if Microsoft goes, then they can, you know, if they have an indie game that's coming to Xbox, great. They can present it right there and no problem. Whereas, yeah, if if you're not, then I guess go on Nintendo's Nindies Direct or Nintendo Indies presentation. Which is honestly really great. Yeah, that's People that's a great situation for indie games. shit on the Switch just because it's on the Switch. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. put your indie switch, and one of the four of us will end up buying it. Honestly, indies have have I, like since Switch came out, indies have sold the best on Switch, Switch or PC, either or. But oh, Switch has been doing really well there because not releasing any first party fucking games. That's a different story in its own. As is Mark, Mario Cat game. Yeah, but last year there was a lot more indie games that were being available than first parties. But again, that's a completely different argument that. That we'll talk about later. So, Kelly, Gabe, how do you guys feel about? Um, do you think it's worth it, worth it for these companies to pay money to join E three? Should they continue on their own? Is it going to be confusing? Uh, I I'll keep it brief. Um, I think that the thing the thing for me is that um, like sometimes I wouldn't tune in. Like yeah. I won't tune into Nintendo. I probably won't tune into PlayStation. I might tune into Microsoft. 
But if it's at E3, chances are I might see all of them. Mm-hmm. And maybe I wouldn't normally seek out one of them specifically. Um, I watched the Resident Evil showcase because I like Resident Evil. Like, I don't lo- like... Vampire lady. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, normally I wouldn't, like, seek out a Nintendo showcase. Yeah. You know? So, like, if it happens at E3, I'll probably watch it. So I think that they probably get more views from people Can if they were part question? of E3. What? Do you think you would change your mind now that you own a Switch? No. Okay. I was just kidding. Oh, no. To be honest, the games that I play are, like, available on all platforms. Like, I play Lego Harry Potter and Just Dance on it. I got 3D All-Stars because I really wanted to, like, do the Nintendo thing, but it's really fucking hard and I'm annoyed and I don't have time for it, so, um, <laughs> I, I, what, what am I going to okay. do? All right, like, quick aside, you know? quick aside, Kelly, uh, real, real quick aside. Is this, is it also surprising you how much harder these games, those old games that you, when you were a kid, you were able to, like, beast on these games and now you're as an yeah. adult, find them so hard? 64 did that to me. I was like, wow, I don't remember them being this hard. Same thing to with Sunshine. Yeah, so the uh, Super Mario 64 was always hard. Those camera angles are nearly impossible. I don't even know how I played yeah, them. Yeah, but I don't, rem- I, I don't know. As a child, I must have just like, not been paying attention like, to that. That is one that like was hard then. But mm-hmm. one game that I did not realize was hard, <laughs> and now I can't even beat one level, is Super Mario World on the SNES. <laughs> I can't yeah. get past one level. On that game now. I played on one of those, like, mini SNESs. Couldn't make it past one level. And I, I like, made it pretty far. You know, whatever, like, in the year 2000. But, like, I can't even make it past one level now. I'm like, this is not fun. Okay, I get it. Games now are fun because you can actually beat them. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, when I tell you, I I like playing on hard mode. But, please. I, I'm gonna keep saying it. Stop putting all this extra shit in your games, people. We just want to finish them. Like I just want to finish your game. I don't dude, need that's like, why, a million yeah. collectibles. That's why I love the medium. It was just short and sweet. I co- I even like collected everything I was supposed to collect in my first playthrough. Well, that's that what was I like want. amazing. Dude, I'm like, oh my god, this is just yeah. Speaking of the medium, okay. if you uh, would like to go to hpcritical.com, Kelly has a wonderful, wonderfully written review on the medium. It's really great, Kelly. I actually. Don't know if I told you. I don't think I told you. I just used your review as an um, as a uh, prefa- or an example for someone. I was like, "This is this is perfection. Oh, this is what? what you should, you know, work towards." So uh, if you um, haven't seen it, please go check it out. Uh, Labyrinthine is another review that we have by Kelly on there. If it's a scary game, Kelly's probably reviewed it. Her reviews are yeah. really great. Definitely check them out. Um, thank you for everyone who does check them out. They're doing really well. Um, but yeah, sorry, D- huge tangent. Um, yeah, no, yes. no, but like that, the medium was like a playthrough. It was short and sweet. It was like, you got everything in the first, you didn't have to explore a lot. It like, you know, because we're busy, like yes. I work, you know, yes. I need a game that I'm able to like do. I don't want anything too hard. We got completely off topic. Um, I don't know if I'd watch a Nintendo showcase. I might now that I'm, now that I have a full-time job and I have money to spend on video games, I might. Um, and I write for HP Critical, so I might. Um, but, like, I don't know if Nintendo will really, like, wow me. You know, like, M- Microsoft or PlayStation could wow me. But I, I don't know if Nintendo could wow me. So do you think that um, we should have a digital E3 then? Because people, I guess you're, assume, you're saying that people will be more likely to watch more things if it's all 
uh, amalgamated into like one presentation, one area. I think that I would because honestly, like I really enjoy watching the game, like a, a big game show with like things from everything dropping. Like whenever we watch the game awards and like there was stuff from Nintendo, there was stuff from everything. Like I like the mix. I like to mix mm. it up. I like whenever like, you know, Brandon's screaming about Nintendo and then I'm screaming about Ark Survival, like in the next yeah. breath. And then we're all screaming about some dragon game that is on the screen <laughs> now. Like, yes. But seriously, like that's what I enjoy. Yeah. And like, I don't want just like all Nintendo and then all, you know, Sony. I, I think that the mix is really what I like, but that's a personal choice. I think that more eyes will get on more things if they do it together. But then again, people are still going to seek out the stuff they want to see. And maybe they don't want to sit through the bullshit of all those other companies they don't want to see. So I think, like, just depends on what you're into. I'm into seeing everything all in one place because it's more exciting to me that way. But it could be a personal uh, preference. I do think that that is the huge benefit to E3, right? You you explained it, like, perfectly. That's, that's literally why you would want to be a part of this. Especially if you have games that are, you know, going to be... I think one of the best things is if you have a game that's going to be cross-platform, but you're able to get it exclusively shown off on your platform. So then, you know, like, let's say it was the Dragon game. It's going to be like, oh, shit, that's on PlayStation. I have a PlayStation, even if it's coming everywhere. I'm sure people are more inclined to go look for it where they saw it at that conference, right? Um, But then I'm going to ask you, like, do you think it's worth it for a company to have to pay six, seven figures to be a part of that? Um, if you do think that it will, because I, I agree with you, I do think that it will make it uh, easier and more exciting for consumers, because I think everyone wants to see all things in one place, so we don't have to worry about, you know, am I going to be at work when Sony's playing? Did I miss anything from Xbox? I think having it all in one place is great. I think it's great for the consumer, which is what these are for. Like, the, these presentations are literally for the gamers, right? It's not like for these companies to be like, hey, what's Xbox working on? Let's watch. No, it's for us to go out and purchase the content. Um, so having it all in one place, obviously, is the best way to do that. But do you think it's worth it for these companies to drop six-figure you know, amounts to be a part of that when they could do it on their own and essentially still get people who want to be a part of whatever that game is anyway? Well, I think they're going to make way more than six or seven figures, but I do think that's a little high. I, I would have never guessed that that's how much it costed. But then again, if we're talking about the big three, Microsoft, PlayStation, and Nintendo, I think that, okay, yeah, they should pay six or seven figures. That, I, that doesn't matter to me. But like, if we're talking about like Ubisoft or somebody trying to showcase, that seems high for them. You know, like... It's just a different uh, level that we're talking about here. But I guess the bigger performance you put on at E3 is the more you pay for. Mm -hmm. So if you had like a smaller, you know, uh, showcase, I guess, or less stage time or whatever, you would pay less. But then for the big three, do they even, so you're like, do you even think they need to do this? Like, would Sony even need a a like they pulled out of E3 already. So obviously they feel like it's not necessary. And so far they've been doing pretty damn good with their own presentations without being a part of it. So like I said it could be me because I haven't bought anything. Mm -hmm. I haven't bought a new console. I haven't even been trying. I have a PC. I buy cheap Steam games when they're on sale. I'm just like a totally different market from this now. Um so I don't really even know like I don't buy any of their 
products. The only first party title I've bought from Xbox was uh, Grounded. I mean, I haven't bought anything from anybody. So um, for me personally, I think that th to get me as a person, as as I am right now, they're going to have to do an E3 where I see things that are interesting. Like I have a bunch of things that I saw at the Game Awards in my wish list now on yeah. Steam. Like without doing that, without paying that money, they're not going to get somebody like me. Perfect. Personal. Like I said, because like I just I don't I don't even care. Like I wouldn't even buy it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Um, I, well, I just I just don't like I don't buy games unless they're on sale. Yeah. And to be honest. Economic hardship has really hit a lot of people this year. So I think that that's another thing where maybe they don't need to spend six or seven figures, but you, you are really trying to sell people on things to get them to buy because times is hard, you know? Yeah. Like but said, at the you... same time, you know, I agree with you. I agree with everything you said. I think you're completely correct. I was just going to say all Nintendo has to do is, you know, put up a 15 second ad saying here's Breath of the Wild 2 and be done with it. Right? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, but, yeah. Well, there like, are some games, uh, there are some games that are going to sell no matter what. There's, yeah. Yeah. there's some games that are going to sell, especially Zelda. Like There's some large exclusive. titles from so, each. Yeah, exclusive. You don't, They're going to sell. Yeah, so like that's where I'm like, mm, you know, if I'm PlayStation, do I need to be at E3? No, I'm just going to drop this trailer for this exclusive that I know these people want. And be done with it and then save that six-figure amount of money because someone's going to go watch this on YouTube when they look up this game that they want because they know that they want this. So Yeah, there's just, I think that for me, it's just some sort, sort of like sense of pride. You're there with everybody. You're showing off yeah. your shit that you have in front of Microsoft, in front of PlayStation. You want them to be like, damn, why don't we think of that? Like that, there's something to that. And I, like I said, I think that I just like the atmosphere of like where everybody's there and it's almost like competing like if if someone tries to release their game right after a really good like um trailer just came on it's going to look like shit you know <laughs> like i mean I, I don't know i just think that it's fun i they they don't need to because people are still going to buy their games we've the, the gaming industry is so huge now that i don't even think they need commercials like i don't even i don't even see any commercials for stuff i just see it like on steam like it's not even a commercial that i'm seeing i'm just like a Twitch stream, like anything. It could be literally anything and I'll still buy it because I bleed <laughs> money. I don't know. <laughs> I won't buy it full price. That is the only stipulation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Gabe? Any thoughts on that? Um, before, yeah, before I say my thoughts on it, I think this is something that all gaming companies should have been thinking about since last year. Whether I'm you sure want to be you know, part of E3. Well, yeah, because I was going to move into, because, you know, if this is one of, if this is something you leave for last minute, you're going to get something like, I hate to say this because I love them, like Nintendo, where I mean, we've talked about it before and it's, it almost seemed like they didn't have enough content to last a year that when they pulled E3, they started doing these really weird, you know, small directs. And everyone was getting mad at them, like, yo, like, what are you, like, what are these small directs? We, this isn't, this isn't Nintendo Direct. This isn't what we're used to. And, and it was because, you know, E3 was pulled from under their feet and they had to make sure they had content for the rest of the year. But then, so we've talked about this. Don't give me that face. No, no, no. I'm confused boy, by the statement E3 was pulled from under their feet. They haven't been, like, I mean, a part I mean, of E3. No, I, 
They were okay, but in for E three they had their time slot. Even when they went to their own treehouse thing, it was still a time slot in the E three schedule. Okay. But then and but then, you know, we have examples like Sony, who we've been talking about this whole time. Their state of the play last year was amazing. That's just because they announced the PS five. But the way everything was handled and the way it was presented, like we were for the yeah, first yeah, yeah. like for the first like five minutes, we were swooning over the camera. The to this day that I actually still don't know if it was graphically, you know, if it, if it was if it was, you know what was it called? Graphically CGI'd or if it was actually a camera <laughs> on these yeah. people. And so then, good. you know, and yeah, and I'm actually I'm gonna search that up after this podcast because we never got down to the uh, to to the bottom of that. But but you know, it was it you know, it was essentially Sony doing its own thing. It was like, Hi, we're Sony, this is the beginning of our state of our play. We're gonna talk a little bit. Now here's about three, four game trailers with gameplay in a row. We're gonna talk for a, a little bit more, more trailers and gameplay, and then at the end, here's our PS five. So I don't I personally think if I was Sony, I would never go back to E three. I cause they clearly know what they're doing. Um, it took a while. This, this, yeah, it took a while, but they clearly know what they're doing. And yeah. it's not a knock in anybody else, but like Sony, and, Sony did Sony stuff. I mean, that was amazing. And, um, but then again, but then you know you had the opposite side of the co- coin where you had like I don't even know what Microsoft did for 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 during the summer. I think what they did was they showed off the Series X at the Game Awards, and then it was just like. A bunch of silence. Like, they showed off the console. They showed off, like, I think no games, actually, that were coming to the console. They talked about the um, studios that they purchased, and then it was just nothing Mm. for a very long time. And then, like, way later, like, I think months later, we finally got, like, um, a presentation of some games that were coming. But that was it. Okay, then. Well, I guess, you know... Since Microsoft's been, you know, going to E3 all this time, I think, you know, maybe they're one of the big three that can afford to go to, uh, go back to E3. But like, they can afford anything. And also, my original, well, that's true. But like, my my original train of thought actually was before you guys started talking was that like, I think it'd be cool if like, you know, publishers and developers who you know weren't initially part of the big three, like Ubisoft or EA, even though they don't go to E3 anymore, or Square Enix, if they went to E3, it was more, E3 was more of a like, here are the publisher and developers and their games. Mm-hmm. But then you guys made the point of, you know, it, it attracts more and it seems, I guess, cooler. Again, use lack of a better word. Um, if you were able to get a slot inside one of the big threes, you know, own presentations. So that point, like, as soon as you guys said that, my point was like, that kind of makes sense. Um, I think, can I, but again, can I, I think, you for a second? of course you can. I just want to say I think a really good example of what you're talking about is Square Enix because they did have their own slot at E3 and if you were a Square Enix fan it was fucking amazing but if you were not you probably never saw it and I think yeah. that like it I didn't been... know about that as well yeah it, like Christy and I and Brandon were like oh my god because that's when they shut off um, <laughs> yeah like they shut off Marvel's Avengers for the first time. They shut off Shadowbringers for Final Fantasy. Like they shut off like really heavy hitter shit. Like I was like, the, I literally said that was the best conference for me at the time. 
because PlayStation was not there. And I was like, this is fucking amazing. Like, this was the, my favorite co- um, conference. But Wasn't that also when they had Remake as well? Yes, they showed. that's when they showed off the combat. That's, the what, got, that's what got me. Yes. I started and with I was Remake. Like, and I was oh, like, my God, oh, my God. It's my God. Yeah. It's like, what's going on? But if you weren't a huge <laughs> screw- Huh? Why did you use a Mickey Mouse voice? <laughs> it wasn't a Mickey Mouse voice. That was my excited voice. But uh, it was basically like us when Sephiroth was shown on fucking uh, Smash. Like, that was us during the Square Enix presentation. But if you... And that was a developer doing it on their own. But if you're not a Square Enix fan and you weren't paying attention, you missed that entire thing. And if those games were put into... Uh, obviously, they couldn't be in a PlayStation 1. But, like, that's where... Essentially, that's where they would have been. Like, those would have been on PlayStation. And then, like, the masses would have been able to see it. So, like, that that, that yeah. goes to your point of, you know, just developers doing their own thing. They might not get seen. And uh, yeah, the one, one of the reasons yeah. it works for Xbox so well is because Xbox doesn't have exclusives. So they're able to... Like, it's harder, I think, to host a presentation and not have exclusives, right? Because then you've got to pull from a bunch of different places to show indie. So they kind of need E3 more than Nintendo or PlayStation. But that mm-hmm. that was just to go along with your point. To sorry, continue, please. But yeah, but that but that, yeah, that's but that's where my point came. It was from when you guys were talking about that earlier. Um so again, I think I don't know. I, I think it just all depends on the preparation because again, this is something that, you know, they probably have been planning since last year and you know it's it's just all gonna fall to preparation. Um, whether I think they should, I'm not gonna lie. The state of the play last year kind of pushed me towards the idea of like, you know, maybe these big companies should just kind of have their own things because it just seems cool. Like you get to use your own equipment. You're not, you know, constri- you know, you're not constricted to like. I don't know how it works in E3, but you're not constricted to a certain, like, you know, a playbook or, like, this is what you can do and you can't do when you're up there. You can't have on screen. So, um, but then again, you know, it falls to developers and, like Brandon was saying, you know, to indie developers, like, how are we going to get our game shown if we, you know, if we have to pay all this money that we're probably not even making in the first place and put it, you know, out there for people to see. So, again, I think it just... If, if it's been decided by now, then, you know, go for it. Don't pull out of it. That's what she said. Um, but sorry. But, um, but. <laughs> she never said <laughs> I was go thinking of the office for some reason. Please pull out of it. She doesn't want to yeah, have a she, baby. Yeah, she. Like, for sure she said pull out of it. <laughs> She's trying to start a family. Nah. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, but again, like, I kind of, I would. I want to see more state of the play type presentations. That just seems so cool. And like, and this is my opinion and I know I'm going to get yelled at for this, but like to me lately, especially it's been kind of feeling like at this point in time, it's like the game awards are a better place to see your new games or to hear about games you like than eat. What, what was that? What? No one just noticed Jarrell blink, like not in sequence. <laughs> what? <laughs> like his left eye blinked. And then it opened, and then his left eye blink, his right eye blink. Sometimes I do that. Leave me alone. My right oh, eye. Oh, I thought you were making a. I thought you were making a face at me. But like, yeah, but like, I feel like I had no idea. Yeah, but like, it's so late. Jarrell's eyes are. They're not working properly. One's sleeping, the other one's wide awake. Um, but yeah, but like, I feel like E three would have to do something extremely special this year going digital to, you know, kind of, like, make it a 
woo thing again. But because I think that comes we're also being honest, no, but like if we're also being honest though, like this is something I've seen a lot is like even over the past few years, the hype for E three really hasn't been there as much. Not as again, much it might yeah. it, it might stem from you know Sony pulling out, EA pulling out. Um, but yeah, again, I feel like if you know if you're gonna go to E three this year, you gotta you gotta hit the fans with a bang. But that goes back to what Kelly said. The reason that the Game yeah. Awards is so good is because everything's there at one point. We can see everything at the same time. Everybody has something to get excited for. That's not what exactly. you get for, you know, um, you're not going to get that because everyone's pulling out of E3. So obviously you're not going to get the same thing. And also, you're, it's totally unfair for you to talk crap about Nintendo. I Like... How was it unfair? Because they didn't have first party stuff to show off. So they didn't show off like crazy stuff. They they did what they had to do because that's what they had at the time. But that's what I'm saying. The thing is, a lot of the speculation is that the reason they dragged out their directs like that was because they had all originally planned it for E3. And it would have been easier to see at E3 like, oh, you know, here's our couple first party games or big name games and then here's our indies. What? That speculation sounds dumb. How would that make any sense? I, I don't. Like, I don't understand. How would that? Make oh, any because, sense? because because okay, because because Nintendo didn't have you know that time slot that they usually have during the summer to show everything off. Okay. I don't know, man. It sounded better in my head. I had I had a whole thing in my head. Brandon. Well, all I'm saying is, mm-hmm. no, go ahead. I was yes. just going to ask Brandon's opinion on that really quick before I move on. Oh, about how... Are we talking about specifically about Nintendo's 2020? Yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, yeah, what I was going to say about regarding that is that, you know, despite Nintendo's insistence earlier in 2020 saying that, oh, COVID's not affecting us, it totally affected them. Thank you. Like, insiders... What I'm saying, though. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Like, insiders were, were, I'm were saying... I'm talking to because he's... I'm so confused oh, sorry, because it sounded like it literally sounded like you were saying that Nintendo failed, right? Because they didn't have their time slot, no, so they shut off a no, bunch no, 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 no. of stuff that wasn't no. good. Okay, then what are you no. fucking saying, bro? I'm saying to the fans, Nintendo. Okay, you know what? No, Brandon, keep going. I'm sorry, Brandon. I'm gonna let Brandon finish first because Brandon was in was <laughs> mid sentence. Okay, all I was saying was that like Nintendo was clearly affected by the pandemic. 3D World, 3D uh, All Stars was clearly meant to be like their holiday game. 3D, uh, 3D All Stars meant to be like their summer game. Everything got pushed back, so they had to really like stretch out these announcements. Um, you know, at the end of the 2020, they had those. Um, oh God, I don't remember what they even called, but they were like those third party directs, like the, like the partner world. No, not those. Yeah, there's this indie partnership. Partner directs. Yes, thank you. Partner directs. There was like one every month. I think there was like four in total, which is like focusing on third party stuff. There would usually be like one hype announcement in those, but the rest of them were just kind of like lower, the, the, the like, um, kind of lower key third party games. But they did that because, you know, they had to make it seem like they still had content coming out, which is why they did once a month, as opposed to like maybe like one huge direct where they would have shown them all at once, but you know. It had to do what they had to do. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a good year for them. I mean, there's still some good games that came out. I had a. I, I enjoyed a lot of the 2020 yeah. offerings, but like, it was rough. Like, you the, 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 it, mad at them for having a bad year. I'm not. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm mad at them. This is the fans. That's because y'all. I thought. I thought. Are fucking crazy. 
They they are fucking crazy, straight up. That's what I'm saying. Well, they should be crazy. <laughs> I don't think can't tell them not to be crazy. Yes, I can. They need to. Alright, then yes, out. tell them not to be crazy. They need to help our next fucking because... podcast. Nintendo fans, stop being crazy. Yes, because one of the but, best okay, things but... about them. Mm-hmm. No, I, I want to see what one of the best things about them is. One of the best <coughs> things about Nintendo is, and I love this about them, and I talk about it all the time. They literally will wait to announce their product until it's ready. So yes. if you're a oh, Nintendo fan, God, yes. you like yes. fucking Mario Kart's game was announced how long ago? Uh, okay, that, that there's a better example, Jarrell. There, there's two better examples. Like you're right, that's a, that's a quick, quick quick turnaround. But Origami King was announced two months before it came out, and the even better turnaround was 3D All Stars went out two weeks before it came it's out. It's like, hey guys, but those games were not create like it was just put on the same cartridge. Though. True, but they literally yeah. what I what I appreciate <laughs> about them. So is Origami King is a better example. Now. Yeah, they'll wait until the shit is ready. So like, yeah. Yeah. okay, but here, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the thing about Nintendo fans. Which again, I agree they have to stop being crazy because right. they're all usually psychopaths. But the thing is, if you <laughs> if you're a fan if you're a fan of say okay Nintendo, you're used to getting first title games and big ones, not like Mario Cat game which we all had on the Wii U. If you're used to getting that almost every year, we haven't had a big first party since 2017. The last ones being Super Mario Odyssey, and that's a long time for a Nintendo fan. That you have to look. I'm, I'm trying to show you their perspective. Big titles, like true. that's your opinion on big titles. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Is that true? Like, is that the biggest one they've released? Like, in, I like, wasn't done. It was Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. So and, you're saying everything since then has not been a big title because Animal Crossing will prove you wrong. Pokemon was also big. Sword and Shield Pokemon was the best one. When did Pokemon like, come out? This year. 2019. Late, late 2019. Oh, did it? Yes, it did. Yes, it yeah, did. Late, yeah, late 2019. And then but you said Okay, we'll count Pokemon, even though a lot of people uh-huh. have given up on that series. But okay, but Animal Crossing, for example. <laughs> uh, Animal Crossing, for, for an example. That was one big title, one big new main title game that came to Switch in 2020. The uh-huh. next one being, um, what was the next one after that? I don't fucking know. I don't follow them. Nothing, nothing, nothing as big as New Horizons. I guess the closest. Exactly. Would, 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 yeah, that's it. That's what, what the closest would be like. And the thing is, video. believe it or not, Jarrell, even Nintendo fans are very, you know, split on the games they like. I'm a prime example. You give me an, you give me an example, an example. You give me a, a trailer of a new Animal Crossing game, I'm gonna be like, alright. And you're still gonna have those fans like, alright, where's everything else? We have Metro, Metroid fans who almost Metroid fans suffer. Lost their and marbles last year. Because last year, okay, but that, I was not done. I was not done. I was done. I was done. Because last year, you know, you actually, you know, you're going to go on. Because no. my blood, pre- I can actually feel my blood pressure rising. No, I actually feel my blood pressure rising. I have to breathe a little bit. I have nothing to say. Okay, I got, I'll got. i say something real quick, Ben. Go ahead, Brandon. So, Jarrell, going go to your point about, like, how Nintendo announces shit when they're ready. Like, sometimes, obviously, we complain at Nintendo that they're tone deaf and don't listen to their fans. But sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's a good thing. Because Nintendo, <laughs> like, people are literally screaming at Nintendo, like, ah, please, this, please, this, ah, where's the with Dragon? And Nintendo's just like this for, like, the whole time. And then they'll open their eyes and be like, Origami King comes out in two months. Then close their eyes again, and people are cheering, like, yeah! It's like, <laughs> then the game, yes. then the game comes out. Origami King comes out. A week later, the yelling starts again. Nintendo keeps meditating. <laughs> And then they do their big Mario Direct suddenly, 
and then the people would cheer again. It's, it's like, a never-ending cycle. Y'all know there's a 35th anniversary coming up. You know you're gonna get some shit for the 35th anniversary. They just released a whole fucking theme park. Like, calm mm-hmm. the fuck down. <laughs> like, I don't know what you want. But Do the thing is, when you see when you see you other have to wait for fucking Final Fantasy games? Do you know how long we have to wait for Kingdom Hearts games? Do you know how long Square? Do you know how? early Square Enix will announce their shit and then you grow up to be an adult and you're like, oh my god, I played this when I was 10 years old and it's still not Mario fans like, are never starving. They, and yet they always that's they the are. thing though, ever. because you're used to seeing, if, from looking the outside in, you're used to seeing everyone else getting all these oh, you know, Elder Scrolls fans. Oh, boy, do they suck. They get an announcement like 20 years before the game comes out. But the thing is, they get an announcement. You're getting something. Which, the closest example that I can... Hold on. The closest example that I can see, it's better to know you're getting something than not to know you're getting something. Because, for example, Breath of the Wild fan, we got... After the announcement in 2019, the only piece of information we've had is when they released Age of Calamity, and it was... Oh, we're working on the game, but we're not ready to talk about it yet, Question. so we're going to wait. What? How long between the announcement and the release of Age of Calamity? A completely different game. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm it's also not a first-party title. That, that, that was, was like, my question. That, to answer your question, Rob, I think that was like two months. Okay, thanks. Continue. But that's what I'm saying. You, you're, gone this, you're sitting on this thing of like, oh, you guys get the announcement, and then you get the game. While, yeah, that's all cool and stuff, it's better to know that we're getting something at all. Because, again, Metroid fans are a prime example. They've been waiting for Metroid 4 for... 2017. Help me out. Okay, 2017 is when it was announced, but people were waiting for Prime 4 way longer than that, though. Exactly. So now they have an announcement. So isn't that what you said? So they should be happy now. That's the thing. They They literally know it's coming. Hang on, hang on. Hang on, no, 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 hang on, hang on. It's, it's flying think, over his head. They I know that I... it's coming. You just said that people want the thing to is... know that it's coming. They'd rather have an announcement. Guess what? They had the announcement. Nintendo has already said, hey, we're still working on this. There has been an update to say we're still working on this. What usually happens is when? that they'll announce some shit too early. They're literally hiring people to continue to work on that game. It's not like After the game an is not coming. Though, though. Fine, That's not an announcement fine, but they're still high. They've literally switched yeah. companies. Yes. They have updated people at the fact that this game is still coming. So using that as an example is literally going against the point that you're trying to make. And and my point is that once you have an announcement, if there are plenty of times where announcements have been made for games that I've been excited for, and then 10 years later, they're like, oh, just kidding, this game's never coming out. I would much mm-hmm. prefer to get excited for a game, have it two weeks, two months, three months after its release, than tell me, oh yeah, we're working on El- um, Elden Ring, and I don't get that shit for 15 years, and then right. year 16, they're right. like, oh, just kidding, the game's been canceled. There, uh, There's like three games for sure that I, I, I know that I was waiting for, because I was super excited for them. They were announced too early, they were canceled they're never coming i would much prefer the the way that nintendo goes about things like excite me keep me in the hype let me get the shit and uh, that's fine but you're saying it as if like it's it's a it's it's a it's a monolithic monolithic thing like people like being told that you know we're working on something but having absolutely no idea when it's going to come out that doesn't make any sense i'm going off what i see if the people if because we were talking about the nintendo fans in the first place not our preferences so, from what I've seen, they would rather that than rather than get, to? you know, the announcement and then... They, I mean... What do you mean, who am I talking to? Who they, they think that they would rather have that, but... No, yes. they think that okay. they would rather have Kelly, that. 
Yeah. But like, but see, that, that makes like, sense. But that's the thing. Like, I've been hyped for games for years before, and they come out, and they're just fucking Trash. disappointing. Thank you. I waited no. for No Man's Sky for years. It came out. Oh. I was bored in fucking two hours. Like, like getting the game in two weeks i i'm not excited for two years and then get a piece of trash hey you know i'd much rather like get it two months after and not like and and yeah like Jarrell said like if shit's not coming like you always think you want to like wait for something like do you want to wait longer for christmas every year like is that what you want clearly the nintendo fans do <laughs> they hope yeah, it's gonna and, be a better christmas and, if we and, wait longer and, Kelly summed it up perfectly. Like they, they, like, like even barring like, what if it ends up being bad? Let's just say, let's say it does end up being good at the end. They'll be like, they'll be thirsty, thirsting for an announcement, and then they can't stomach the wait when it actually happens because yeah, they announced it too early. Like and sometimes they get bored. Like sometimes, like yeah. I, I kickstarted a game last year. I've kind of forgotten about it. I kickstarted it for like fucking two hundred dollars or something too. Like oh, ridiculous, you know. <laughs> Uh, well, it's dinosaurs and horror, so I was really ah, into it. Yeah. Uh, like Death Ground, that game I wrote, uh, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but like now I'm like, okay, I've, I've forgotten. Like, it might not come. I'd totally forget about the That's $200 okay. I threw, you know. Like, yeah. You don't want people to forget either. You want the hype to stay up. And I think, you know, a reasonable amount of time is not years. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think the longer Re- it takes, much. Yeah. the longer it takes, the closer you are to a game cancellation. Like, and I, I say that obviously with a grain of salt because that doesn't mean every game that takes really long to come out is going to be canceled. But like I said, I've been excited for games that yeah. just never get updated to the point that Elden Ring is never coming. Elden <laughs> Ring is like, Elden it's Ring is George R.R. Martin has finished Game of Thrones. He can't even finish the book. I mean, goddamn. He wrote those books <laughs> in like the 90s. And he's Seriously. Not- yes! But, um, and he's not done. I think a, a wonderful example. He's like, this. you guys didn't fucking appreciate me then. I don't give a shit about you yes, now, you bitch. And he's not going to write anything. What? You guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we hear you. Um, but I think I a great example of this is uh, Cyberpunk 2077. That game was announced, what? Like, ten years ago. Ten years ago at this point. Game was announced ten years ago. It just came out unfucking playable. Do you know how many people were disappointed that this game that they waited for 10 years for that got delayed seven times came out and they still couldn't play it? And the reason I bring that up is because CD Projekt Red recently, nice segue, right? <laughs> CD Projekt Red recently posted a very important update on their Twitter account, which I'm going to read a little bit of for you guys because, uh, oh, oh yeah, that one. <laughs> and it goes something like this. Yesterday, we discovered that we've become a victim of a targeted cyber attack due to which some of our internal systems have been compromised. An unidentified actor gained unauthorized access to our internal network, collected certain data belonging to CD Projekt Red Capital Group, and left a ransom note, the content of which we we will release to the public. And I'm going to read the ransom note because it's also attached here. Um, Although some devices in our network have been encrypted, our backups remain intact. We've already secured our IT infrastructure and begun restoring the data. We will not give in to the demands nor negotiate with the actor. Being aware that this may eventually lead to the release of compromised data we're taking necessary steps to mitigate the consequences of such a release in particular by approaching any parties that may be affected due to the breach that's a very important sentence um 
We're still investigating the incident. However, at this time, we can confirm that to our best knowledge, the compromised systems did not contain any personal data of our players or users of our services. Another very important sentence. We've already approached relevant authorities, including law enforcement and the president of the Personal Data Protection Office, as well as IT forensic specialists, but we'll closely cooperate with them in order to fully investigate this incident. So that's what they posted, because apparently somebody hacked them. They were just like, you know what? Fuck you guys for what you did in Cyberpunk 2077. We're going to steal all your shit and sell it. And this was the ransom note. And I'm going to read it verbatim. (laughs) Read me unlock from notepad is the subject. Hello, CD Projekt Red. Your have been epically pwned. We have dumped full copies of the source codes from your preference server for Cyberpunk 2077, Witcher 3, Gwent, and the unreleased version of Witcher 3. We have also dumped all of your documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. Also, we have encrypted all of your servers, but we understand that you can most likely recover from backups. (laughs) Thanks for the understanding. Um, If we will not come to an agreement, then your source codes will be sold or leaked online, and your documents will be sent to our contacts in gaming journalism. Your public image will go down the shitter even more. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) And people will see how shitty your company functions. Investors will lose trust in your company and the stock will dive even lower. You have 48 hours to contact us. Imagine being that mad <laughs> about a video game and imagine using terminology like, you just get epically pwned, man. Like, is it a 13-year-old? Like, did he take his hand out of his pants long enough to, like, type something as he's hacking? Like, I just... Who wrote this? It reminds me of those scam emails where they like send you a scam and they're like, your pictures of you masturbating to porn that we caught you and videoed you masturbating to will be released if you don't give us what we want. My Bitcoin is this. Like, it sounds so late and stupid. Or like, your great uncle was a prince in Nigeria. Like, that's what it's up. I almost feel like it's not even real, but I heard that they are selling the source codes online for a million dollars. Man, like, so the funniest thing was that once I read this, I thought, if I was them, I'm obviously not giving you money because who are you? Like, this isn't even, this ransom note isn't even written correctly. Like, And they said that they're going to give, what did they say they were going to give to their people in gaming journalism? Uh, oh, oh. Like, their contacts? Like, what are you going to give people in gaming journalism? Then they're going to know that they know you. They're going to track you through the people they've given this information to. Yeah, like, someone, writes a, someone writes an article arrested. about it, and then they're just like, exactly, yeah. yeah they're like, like who, who busting gonna, down your fucking door. Who are you talk to, buddy? Like, like, hey, and, and it's it, basically, it's just they're, they're trying to release source codes and say that CD Projekt Red is a horrible place to work, and they want to, you know, just release all this internal stuff to prove that. And, um... They're going to, you know, leak it so that there can be a a comment, or, or sorry, there can be an article written to say how horrible they are. And yeah, there was a tweet that said that the following the CD Projekt Red hack earlier this week, hackers are allegedly now selling the source code to CDPR games for a million dollars. But that tweet has since been deleted from GameStop interestingly enough so i don't know if that means that you know it was said prematurely or what but like if i was cd project Red, i'm not epically pun i'm not giving you shit like who are you like i don't take it seriously 
I didn't take it seriously then. I wouldn't give them any money. I just like I don't even know that I would. I guess I guess essentially they are aware that they have been breached, right? Um, yeah. And most importantly, you know, user data for 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 uh, gamers has not been breached according to what I read. So that's like that's really good. But um, I honestly don't even know. I guess how much this how much you could do with the source code to cyberpunk like i am not knowledgeable fix enough. the bug while you're in there <laughs> right like here's the source code i'm selling it oh, to you boy. fix the game and resell it i guess like i'm not knowledgeable they're like no you took that off our hands you just fucking keep that <laughs> right fucking you do it assholes you still It'd be hilarious if, if someone hacked servers and just fixed the whole game and <laughs> yeah and they and they were and they revealed their their username was like robin hood or some shit <laughs> you yeah. guys are welcome my work here is done like and then I was like how how are they supposed to contact you because it's like you have 48 hours to contact them like how do they contact you and if they do how do they just not find who you are when they contact you like I don't I don't know how this whole thing is supposed to exactly play out I'm very confused that's why it sounds like one of those fake things, you know? <laughs> like, like, it really sounds fake, but if they hacked in and they know that they've been breached, it was obviously real, but right? I just don't... I don't know. I guess they're trying to change public perception, but, like, CD Projekt Red's already in the shitter. Releasing <laughs> you can't their go anywhere. Right? Like, oh, your stock will plummet. Like, it, it already, already did. <laughs> did. <laughs> I mean, it came back up, but, like, it already did. Like, But, like, and happened. honestly, wh- why do you want to kick them when they're down? too like people still have to work there people still have a job i mean it's not like like i just this person sounds so mad like they got literally a shitty game and they were like it is my life's mission to get on your twitter as a hacker with some stupid fucking message i really seriously though oh god i don't even want to say this what if they do a dos next like seriously they're gonna send me a message that's like you know You've been heavily pwned. I don't know. They have nothing else. Um, <laughs> they like, used all the lines already. Augers. Augers. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just, I don't, like, who gets that mad? Like, they made you know it a personal vendetta. Gamers. A gamer who had to wait 10 years for a game. Oh, uh, yeah. That's why you release your games two months after. Yeah. Announce so. Cyberpunk 2 months. <laughs> Announce Cyberpunk 2 months before its release. And you won't get people. And then people are like, you know, two months is pretty good. Right? Like, for a big ass game, two months isn't that bad. I'll take the bugs, right? That's okay. Yeah, I like, don't know. Game's it's... so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't played Cyberpunk. I'm probably not going to. I just. What is this? Like, what world <laughs> are we living in? I can't believe that was the best. Can we just, like, not work? I just want to buy PlayStations and sell them and hack into CD Projekt Red. Why and not? just make money. We're just that. What am I doing? You Give, know? You're, oh, we can't hear you. I think you're talking. We can't hear you. Yeah, you're muted. He's muted. <laughs> he was probably talking shit this point. No, actually, what I was trying to say was... Um, I think we've reached the part of the pandemic where people are getting really bored. And they're starting, they're, they're <laughs> yeah, either, they're either starting to get their supervillain persona or they're getting their supervillain persona. And this guy was like, I want to be a supervillain. Um, I choose violence. Yeah. He chose violence. I don't, I don't know, did. but the way, again, like, again, the, the way they started off their message, like, you just got epically pwned. Like, 
dude, I would I would purposely give you a meetup spot just to punch you in the face for saying that. <laughs> that alone gives you a punch in the face. I'd be no, like, I'm glad that no. you hacked, and you just look like an idiot now, and we're going to show everybody on Twitter, because you're an idiot. Yes. Like, uh, yeah, you, whoever wrote this, you look dumb as fuck. <laughs> like, or it could it could not be someone who speaks English as a first language. That could be another matter. reason, but they again, you got Epically Pwned, bro. Like, Epically Pwned. What were you saying, Brendan? I was saying, speaking of people in this pandemic just suddenly becoming superheroes, Jerome, what kind of powers did you get on December 21st? Man, they're gone now. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. You have to get them back. I was so excited. I was like, "Yes, black people winning! I'm about to get my superpowers. Like, what are they?" And I woke up extra early, and I was like, "Not sleepy." And I was like, "Is this all the like exchange this bullshit?" But then I think I think I was able to exchange my superpowers for some pretty good luck. But um, man, it must be nice exchange powers. Man, it ran out. So, like, I, I gotta, yeah, sure, I gotta sure. wait for the next, like, Black People Full Moon or some shit so I can get some more. Like, let me know what's going on, because my superpower was kind of lame as fuck. <laughs> I didn't need coffee for a day. Oh, wow. Fucking great. I would give anything. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> to not so... need coffee for a day. I, I'm being so insensitive. People could have used my superpower. I'm being such a dick. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, it was nice while it lasted, but that shit left, so apparently I'm not black enough. I don't know. Um, so did anyone have anything else to say on this before I move on? No, I've said my Epically po- Like, oh my god. Contact us in 48 hours. We still Like, whatever. So, uh, like, I have no more words. What do you even say? Like, I can just imagine being a CD Project Red and trying to read that statement out loud to everyone who Like, who there. found like, it? And they were just like... like oh. Right? Like, I gotta call a meeting and, like, blast And, like, put this on the board, like, like, apparently we've been epically pwned. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine, like, so, like the, like, the whitest guy just said, it's like, oh, apparently in this meeting we've been epically pwned. Right? <laughs> like, we've fallen so far that the people that are hacking us are like 12 year olds like we our company is so bad now we don't even get real fucking hackers we get like losers like his mom literally brings him like you know like an apple with peanut butter and he like digitally like, thanks mom <laughs> right? like, goes back to typing. sorry i'm just epically poning people like you ain't get it oh my god like get me some hot pockets and he's like mom. playing fortnite on the other screen like <laughs> Oh my god, so speaking of Fortnite, thank you for the segue, speaking of Fortnite, Epic Games has finally settled their lawsuit against that 14-year-old Fortnite player who was caught cheating. Because, oh you god. know, Epic is just the best. I was talking about why I don't like the Epic Store and how they had that stupid lawsuit against Apple. Um, but hey, they, they finally settled their lawsuit against that 14-year-old Fortnite player. Um, Great. This article is over at Kotaku, <clears throat> and it says... Do, do, do. Epic Games has settled a 2017 lawsuit against a 14-year-old player who allegedly made YouTube videos of himself using cheating software. As noted by PC Gamer, the court documents don't contain the details of the settlement. Epic first sued the 14-year-old in 2017, claiming that he had downloaded and used cheating software and showed other players how to use it in his YouTube videos. Epic also claimed the player had violated Epic's copyright by using the cheat to modify the game's code, and that it, he had created a secondary YouTube channel to circumvent a DMCA of his videos on YouTube. Defendant is a cheater, Epic wrote in his initial complaint, adding harshly, nobody likes a cheater and nobody likes playing with cheaters. So, um, well, let me finish, actually. In response to this initial suit, the miner's mother wrote an impression, uh, impassioned letter to the courts 
contesting Epic's claims and saying the company was using a 14-year-old child as a scapegoat. While it was wild for Epic to go after a minor in 2017, suing individual cheaters feels a bit quaint now, uh, bearing in mind how much Fortnite cheating has exploded since then. The 2019 uh, Fortnite World Cup has rifled with cheating scandals in the qualifiers. Most notably, the World Cup competitor received a temporary suspension for teaming uh, sorry for teaming during qualifiers and are uh, I think that's supposed to say cheating and fans cheered as elimination during the World Cup match um, so it doesn't it doesn't actually say I'm not gonna read the whole thing but it doesn't actually say how they settled um, but I have a problem with epic I I'm just gonna say it I think that I, I you know dealing changing a game source code to cheat is wrong right? But I yeah. think mm-hmm. that a ban is enough. I don't think that you need to sue a 14-year-old. Yes, I don't also like... understand that he's, you know, the the probably the biggest problem is changing the source code and then showing other people how to do it. Like, yeah, I, th- I think that is, that is probably, yeah, I think that's why they did it. Like, but I would have more respect for them if they didn't do this whole Apple bullshit. I don't know if you guys actually read any of the court uh, statements from 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 Epic Games, but when they made fu- like they made fun of the Apple commercial, essentially even even like the, the the court documents even state like Apple's like, hey, you guys literally did this to yourselves because they put themselves in a situation on purpose to create um, to create a, a, a position for them where they could essentially sue Apple, where they were essentially going to lose anyway. Like they do these things kind of on purpose and everything was leading to them doing it on purpose to try to prove a point because Apple is the monolithic monopoly in the, in the, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, mobile game uh, center. And it's not fair yet. Epic is doing the exact same thing by having, you know, their exclusive games on their Epic store. Like, and you can only purchase them through them. Like, it's very hypocritical, and like this, like this kid, I'm sure didn't think that he was gonna get fucking sued by Epic because he was doing this, right? Like, I, I, and I, I obviously, I'm saying that not knowing the kid, he could very well know the consequences for for sharing how to, whatever. I don't want to talk about it. Tell me what you guys think. Uh, I mean, getting sued, I guess, isn't jail time, so that's good for him. Um, I think that. Probably cheating in a tournament is a lot worse than, yeah, I think than that doing too. this. But they're saying specifically that he violated rules that are in, you know, whatever. So I understand. But, like, I think cheating in a tournament is a lot worse. Especially when a tournament you know, has that much money on the line. Like, I think yeah. that makes a difference. The amount of money I that mean, was available there. I definitely think that was worse um, than the kid doing it. Um, and also, we know Epic doesn't pay their... You know, they steal dance moves from people and all that stuff. And, like, the whole flossing kid. Like, I mean, they have stuff in that, you know, in Fortnite that, like, they're not paying people for. So the fact that they're trying to sue somebody, I mean, they probably deserve to be sued more than they deserve to sue someone about something And you know what upset me the most about that situation is that 
you literally took someone's creation and put it in your game. Yeah, sure, you went to court about it, and the court said that you're fine. Like, you don't have to pay those people. But you could have just been a good person and paid them anyway, you know? Like, if Kelly yeah. made something up and I was putting it in my game, and, like, I went to court and they were like, oh, you don't have to pay her. I'm like, all right. I feel like I should at least give her some type of monetary compensation because I'm making so much money off of what she did. And instead, I'm going to go sue some kid. Fuck Epic. But I like Fortnite. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky one. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess they are kind of making him a scapegoat. But if he, like, I don't know. Are these, like, popular videos on YouTube? Like, I'm just not sure. Does he have, like, 10 views? Or does he have, like, 10,000 views? Like, what? Is he monetizing off of this? Because that could make it different. I, I don't know. I mean, still, 14. I don't know. Do you... Imagine your mom having a right. Wade's gonna say to life court. in prison. <laughs> hey, I mean, fucking, you should have read the, the terms and agreements of the stupid yeah. game. Yeah, all of that, huh? Which, by it's the way, I'm I'm a hundred percent not on Fortnite's <laughs> side here. That I mean, Epic Game, that's ridiculous yeah. to sue a fourteen year old kid because I mean, if anything, I'm gonna offer that kid a job. You figured out how to source, how to how to how to hack into my game. I mean, given Fortnite's not very a uh, very you know pioneering type of game but still at the age of 14 to be able to figure something out like that right like a kid when you're 18 when four years come back have an application ready and ready to go i do think but it's about to sue a 14 year old kid yeah a hundred percent i don't if, if you were that butthurt over someone cheating on your game you know pick fix someone who's game. not 14 yeah one fix your game <laughs> make it uh, make it a lot harder to cheat in your game but then, like, also, like, I don't know, if you're going to look for a scapegoat, do it for someone who's not 14 years old, man. Like, for all, for all we know, I, this is a bit of a stretch. Epic Games could have just killed this kid's love of video games at this point. Which has nothing to do with the rest of the world, but that's one kid's dreams down the toilet. Poor kid, though, like, and even now, like, this was, what, 2017 or 2021? He's just turning 18 now. So who knows that now that he's an adult, who knows what Epic is going to try and do now? Because now you can, you know, do more stuff. And I don't, remember, I don't remember how law works, but point is, shouldn't have picked on the fourteen-year-old kid. If we get one of those syndrome stories where he comes back as a supervillain, hundred percent blaming Epic Games. Oh my God, he epically pwned. Listen, <laughs> yeah, yeah right? oh my God. he's like, all right, we settled with Epic Games. It's time to go. For CD Projekt Red, let's go. I got banned for Fortnite, so I got Cyberpunk, and I'm pissed. That's a YouTube video. That still use Pwn in this year, so you know what? I think Kelly's onto something here. You guys are literally saying it like he went to jail for cheating in 2017. He's out in 2020. The first game he gets is Cyberpunk, and he's like, "Oh <laughs> fuck no!" And he's just gonna this, get in jail. Oh gosh, I've been in jail. I've been in jail for like, four right, years. What I missed? Yo, so this game came out, but it was really bad, and not what the commercials said. Oh, tell me everything, and that's it. That's all. That's how it started. But, you know, there have been companies where, you know, if someone is able to, there have been contests from companies that are like, hey, break into our game, break our game, tell us how you did it, and then we're going to, you know, bring you on for Q&A so that we can fix it. We're going to sue you. Like, but, and instead, it's like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to sue you. And it, it, it is very much how you handle the situation. And um, I'm not going to go into the full conversation, but 
you know, that's why I don't like Epic. So when I was talking about it in Slack earlier, Gabe, that's why I have, like, this issue with the way that Epic handles things, because it's like you said, you can, and I don't want to go into it before you yell at me, but it's like no, you no, said. No, I was going to yell at you. Um, it's how you handle the situation. Like, they could have very easily been like, hey, um, take the video down first. Like, Nintendo does. Don't post the, yeah, right? Like, don't, well, now Nintendo's been suing people too. But like, it's like, hey, don't post yeah. these. Um, tell us how you did this so we can fix our game and come back, you know, when you're in, in four years. Yeah, yeah in four years when you're or 17, whatever, three, four years when you're able to, you know, work a job. But yeah, Go to I don't. For this, learn more. Come back at you know, like at, at, to. to oh, shit, we'll money. pay for half of your school. Okay, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> With the amount of money that Epic makes, exactly the same paying for half of can, someone's tuition. The same amount of money they could use to pay people when they steal their dance. To pay the people, created. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The same amount of money they're using to sue Apple, even though they're the reason that their game got taken off, <laughs> because they're you know. Are they still it. with the legal battle with Apple? Yeah, I haven't seen it resolved yet. And it's like you, you literally say, "Hey, this is the biggest market for mobile games. We're gonna put ourselves in a situation to take our take ourselves out of that, and then like take away an entire like millions of players can no longer access our game because of something we did." But you guys are just gonna have to deal with it because we're trying to make a point. So sorry, just like I guess go download it for free on whatever else you play on. I hope that your iPhone wasn't the only thing or your iPad wasn't the only thing because now you can't play it on that anymore. And then it's also like we're we're trying to be treated, you know, differently from everyone else. I don't actually want to talk about this. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about with this fourteen year old? All right. No. So uh, Riot Games. <laughs> has apparently confirmed Tuesday that is investigating allegations of gender discrimination and sexual harassment by CEO Nicola Laurent in light of a legal complaint against the League of Legends and Valorant developer. Have any of you played Valorant? No. Yep. Valorant? Yeah, I hated it. Yep. Really? <laughs> yep. It's, yeah, I've, it's I've literally seen it and it looks really fun. It it it's really fun if you're playing with people that you like, but if you play online on that game, you're not gonna play with people that you like. Just so you know, you're gonna play with children. They're gonna fucking boss you around, and when you scream at them, you know, they're gonna hack the game. Yeah. Oh, wow, this. Turns, they're gonna break like... into break through your firewall <laughs> and epically. And then send you a message. <laughs> you just got epically pwned. Yeah, no, I had an altercation with a child in Valorant, and I don't want to play anymore. Uh, I'm not the only one that's had altercations with children online now. I'm so sorry, guys. Like, I, I always thought, wow, this game looks so cool, but I didn't know it was that toxic. Oh my yeah, God. I just, I, I like watching my friend play it. After I tried it, I was like, this game's not for me. I just watched my friend play it. It's Because he plays with a group of people. It yeah, looks fun it's, exactly. It, it's very exciting, and it's a good game. It's one of those, like, um... I guess like CSGO, you know, mm-hmm. type, which is cool. Um, and I definitely think that it's like interesting and it was good. I got it when it came out. I was like so excited. And then that they had the whole thing with the stupid um, software on your computer too, though. Like um, the anti-cheat. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like pretty that much was tracking another thing everything. That was that's yeah. why people didn't like the Epic Game Store as well. Yeah. Because of that like anti-cheating tracking thing that was like yeah. installed on your computer. And I was like, and you well, couldn't just, turn it off. Yeah. Steam instead. But 
Yeah, but um, Valorant, just no. But um, what about discrimination? Yeah, so <laughs> uh, the legal complaint by former Riot executive assistant Sharon O'Donnell was filed in January 2021, and uh, O'Donnell, who was terminated by Riot in July of 2020, is suing for lost wages, medical expenses, and general damages related to her employment. And here's a quote from the article. It says, Court of giving rioters confidence in our community, uh, sorry, commitment to culture transformation is taking all allegations of harassment or discrimination very seriously, thoroughly investigating claims and taking action against anyone who is found to have violated our policies. This is a rights spokesperson, Joe Hickson. Uh, in this case, because some of the claims relate to an executive leader, a special committee of board directors is overseeing the investigation, which is being conducted by an outside law firm. Our CEO has pledged his full cooperation and support during this process. And we're committed to ensuring that all claims are thoroughly explored and appropriately resolved. O'Donnell joined Riot in 2017, worked there until her alleged wrongful termination in July 2020. Uh, and during the course of her employment, she claims that she was repeatedly yelled at by Lauren and was consistently told to watch her tone by the CEO. Some of her other allegations include Lauren telling female employees the best method to handle stress during COVID-19 pandemic was to have kids. She also claimed that Laurent made sexual advances towards her and asked O'Donnell to travel with him outside of work. Um, she said in the complaint that when she declined his offer, he yelled at her and he later had her work duties taken away. She said she was criticized by the CEO for her tone. And she said she believes her termination, which occurred shortly after she complained to Ryan's HR department about his behavior, was in direct relation to refusing the CEO's alleged advances. Uh, during our employment, she claims that she was a non-exempt employee covered by the wage and hour laws of the California Labor Code uh, and that she was treated as, however, she was treated as an exempt employee, meaning she did not receive the benefits constituted by the Labor Code in California. Uh, she should have been paid for all hours of her work, received meals, breaks, rest breaks, and paid for overtime, according to the, uh, according to the documents, but she was not given those things. Um, so... I'm not going to read the rest of this. That's pretty much the gist of it. She's um, obviously got legal counsel at this point. Those things that were said, Kelly, how would you feel if you worked in a gaming place and your boss is just like, you're like COVID-19 stress and he's like, oh, go have kids. Oh, come travel with me, but it's not work related. Oh, your tone's an issue. And then you got fired. How are you going to do all those things though? Like, is he going to take you traveling while you're pregnant? While you're pregnant? Uh, uh, apparently. Uh, that's how you're going to get pregnant, on the trip. Okay. By him who was... By him. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know. That's a lot. That is a lot of information. Like, not only, like, one of the things, but, like, a lot of things, you know? Um, and uh, is it different people? Like, you said the CEO, but then no, he her is boss? The CEO. Okay, so the he's the CEO, so that's yes. the person. Okay, that was her direct boss. Okay, so I was like, okay, at sometimes they're call it saying CEO, and sometimes they're saying, okay, now that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, CEOs are overpaid. As you can see, they have way too much extra money for traveling. Clearly. You know, you can just take whoever from the office, apparently. Um, <laughs> Go wherever the fuck you want. Yeah, even pregnant. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Clearly. But, um, and he, if he can afford a child, I mean, all right, uh, that's already, you know, a lot of money. Uh, I don't know what to say. Um, so, like, I, I don't even think that... I just don't even know how I would react if someone said that to me. Like, I've been yelled at at jobs before, legit, but, like, once. 
And then if you yelled at me again, we're, f- we're fucking screaming. Like, I don't care. You're not going to yell at me and just have me sit there like, oh, well. I mean, I assume if the CEO is her direct boss, she was probably paid very well. Um, I would assume. I would hope. I mean, if she's getting discriminated against for being a woman, she might be getting paid less because she's a woman. Who knows? Um, yeah, I-, I know for sure that saying, oh, just have kids or whatever, that is, like, legitimately sexual harassment. Um because you would never say that to a man. I mean, you never would, you know? Um, I, I don't know. This I mean, like, like, go have kids. Shut up. What? Like, I, I don't know. Like, what? Well, I think, like, just, like, oh, you're experiencing stress from COVID. Oh, you need to just have a baby so yeah. that you have something to, you know. Yeah. Like, what, more to take care of when I lose my just job for being well, stressed? Exactly. Children are, like, stressful as fuck. Like, kind of stressful as fuck. Yeah, like, should do. I... Um, it's just, like I said, it's kind of, it's kind of a lot. I, um, obviously I would like to see how this pans out. It's very discriminatory. uh, Like, what the fuck, sir? Like, what? Like, would you tell your wife when she said she's stressed to just go have a fucking baby? Like, what? I mean, if if you're married, I don't even know if you're married. But like, like you said, are you going to go tell some, some dude that works there? We'll just go have a baby. So you can get punched in the face, you dick. Like, what? Yeah, I know. Who would say that? I, and then, like, to um, yell at people while you're working, while they're at work. Like, it's like you yeah. said, you know, I got yelled at work once, and let's just say I never got yelled at after that. But, yeah. like, you can't do that to people. Like, you have to respect people that work there. And, and you're trying to, and this is, like, uh, going back to the community that you foster. So it's really interesting that you guys tell me that, like, this is the Valorant community. Like, I kind of see it as a trickle down. But like, this is the CEO. This is the community that you're making. Um, is this how you're like, if this is how your streams are held, how how do Riot standards, um, how do the standards of Riot games affect the way that this is handled? Like, if, if this is happening at the very top, I'm sure that y'all don't give a fuck what happens on Twitch, right? Yeah. Like, this They're, is a really yeah. bad example. That's not the first game that's been like that, too. Like, I feel like Dead by Daylight has one of the most toxic communities ever. And, like, then they had that video about, we know about the colorblind. Like, I'm like, wow, okay. It's, it kind of does seem like it, have. like, yeah, it kind of, like, fosters in that. And um I don't know, like, a lot of people got out of Valorant. Like, it was, like, I feel like a short-lived thing because I, I used to follow a lot of people that were playing Valorant, and now I don't. I mean... I guess it's kind of a competitive game. I don't know if they do tournaments. I don't know. It kind of came around, you know, when COVID was happening. Obviously, a lot of stuff went online. Yeah. But, like, I don't see a lot of people, like, really doing it anymore. I don't know if it's... Obviously, people had a lot of problems with it. But, um, yeah, the sexual harassment, I don't know. I I feel like... um discrimination especially from a ceo is not something like i'm not surprised to hear it like yep i don't know mm-hmm. like i'm not finding this surprising um but i don't think that anyone deserves to be treated like that but i don't really know what your kind of like recourse is like i guess she just sues for money yeah i mean she's already been fired so like yeah, yeah. i mean now what like you don't have your job and you worked for a riot i mean that was like cool you know a gaming job that would be awesome but um i think obviously you don't want to sacrifice your dream in gaming but you also don't want to be treated like that i don't think that you should be treated like that so you know i know i know some people that have worked at riot and they're like wonderful people so it's really like 
or, or even the situation with um, what's happening with Dual Shockers right now, where a bunch of game journalists are just dropping left and right from that website because of the new management, because of how things are being run. And it's like, you really have to decide whether that's what you want to be a part of. Right. Like, is this what I want to continue to support? Which is why, you know, I'm going to go back to very quickly back to Ninja, who's like, he's fostering the type of community that he wants. I'm sorry. I have to, because that's exactly what this is. Right. Like, I mean, that's epic, too. That's exactly what it is. Like, You guys are literally, like I said, fostering the community you want. Like, if you don't want people to say the N word because you're not racist, then when it happens in your chat, you say, hey, don't do this. If you're the head, the CEO of Riot Games and you actually care about the like the issues going on in Valorant, like the toxicity of the community, you lead by example. You do something about how that's working. You don't sexually harass and then fire the people that work there. Like <laughs> the same thing goes for Dead by Daylight. Like these, the, the every time we find out one of these things, I'm like, well, this is why you know your community is the way it is because. Like, Nintendo, like, Reggie's so nice. No one ever was like, go suck my dick while we're playing, you know, Mario Kart. I mean, they might have been, but, you know, it doesn't go further than that. <laughs> like, hopefully. Like, it's that. <laughs> See the Smash community. Yeah, but they're just, they're just, <sighs> they're just. Any no. online community, any yeah. online community of people that's competitive, it's going to get nasty at some point. Yeah, um, Even Brandon, did you guys want to hop in on this before I wrap this up. All I gotta uh, say is I would have lost my shit at the watch your tone. That's, right? Yell that, at me and that, then tell tri- me to yeah. watch my tone, bitch. I would have I would have been in jail if I was her because I'm, I'm swinging inside the office. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I have been treated differently at work because I'm a woman, but it was never something so... But like, what do you tell... I don't know. What do you tell someone else to watch their tone? Like, I just don't know. Like, I don't know if it's because she was a woman that he would say that, or if I would, he did not tell it, anyone that, I guess. I would say whether it was because she was a woman or not, you initiated the way that her tone came off. I'm yeah. sure. Yes. Like, you started this uh-huh, by yeah. yelling at her, and what you yelled <clears> at yelling her... Yelling all over the office. Exactly. And what you yelled <laughs> at her was probably some type of sexual harassment shit anyway. So, like... And then also the implications of... of you know, to go handle the COVID stress, go have a kid, but then let me take you on a trip. Yeah, honestly. The, the implications on that alone, too. Come on, man. Right? Like, you're literally saying you want to go get this woman pregnant. Stop. Yeah. That's... Work on your fucking dream. Stop. Stop. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> he got ethically pwned by his own game. <laughs> right? Like, stop it. I'm so disgusted. Sir. <laughs> Like I hope, I hope she takes her ass down. Make her the CEO. Mm-hmm. You. I was wondering if that would be the resolution. They're like, all right, fire him, throw him in a dumpster, hire her a CEO, and then she can crack down on Valorant. And then she'll—I don't know—women run things much well. better than men. <laughs> I'm not afraid I to say it. I will just say it. Uh, they run things well. I. You guys and know they, we've seen that with governments well. and the handling of the pandemic Marissa. around the world. Um, yeah. It's not me. It's Christy. She runs the whole thing. I said Marissa. You're just the face. Just I'm just the face. <laughs> I'm just the face. Christy runs the whole thing with Marissa. Um, 
So, really quickly, Kingdom Hearts is now coming to PC. You can play the whole thing exclusively on Epic, because we know how much I love the Epic story. <laughs> uh, Epically yeah. pwned. Right. I think it's such trash. Um, but yeah, now Kingdom Hearts is coming to PC. I think it's going to be actually really cool for people who have PC. Mod um, that bitch. That's what I was going to say. One of the, I, yeah, I saw an that article bitch. earlier that was just like all the cool mods that could come out of uh, Kingdom Hearts on PC. But then you got to go through the Epic Store, so just, you know, play it on Game Pass for free. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is... The uh, last thing? If, if, oh, I don't know if I'm... no, I get it, I get it, I get it. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> I get it as well. Haha, ha, ha, ha. That's a knee slapper. Wow, okay, I get it, yeah. <laughs> wow, they think I'm so lame. I'm sorry, that was actually funny. Gosh. I I appreciated it, Brandon. Thanks. Uh, so the last thing I, I just don't get the joke at all. Because the last thing I want to talk about is The Last of Us casting. Get it? The Last of Us? Uh, the Last thing? Okay. okay. <laughs> Good night. Alright. Good night. That's my cue. <laughs> Yeah, Gabe's about to just Goku teleport. Like, <laughs> that was so good. You guys are haters, man. I bet y'all don't like dad jokes. I love them. Shit's so good. I love dad jokes. I love corny jokes. Come on. That was the corniest transition in the world. It's The Last of Us. The casting for The Last of Us. Okay. All right. We Yeah, go on. We get it. <laughs> anyway, so uh, there have been some very interesting reports going about The Last of Us uh, casting. Uh, um, I'm sorry. My... <laughs> my belly button ring keeps getting stuck on my belt buckle and it really hurts oh, so oh it's like that's why I keep doing this and I keep getting in pain oh my god that's honestly um, why I took mine out because I'm gonna I just have got sick to. of it catching on everything I'm you a, know? the reason I have it in right now I'm gonna tell you after the podcast and then I'm gonna show you what it says <laughs> oh my god and then I think I have an idea <laughs> so so how many of you guys have watched Game of Thrones I mean, uh, yeah, like four to four times. I've read the books, yeah, and watched it like four times. So I've read the books. I have not watched the entirety of the show. I've only watched season what? one. Yeah, what? I only watched season one. I go by Khaleesi on the internet, so I don't know. I I, I was obsessed, yeah. Oh, is that where that's from? Yeah. 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 Ah. Sarcasm. Have you not oh. seen Game of Thrones? <laughs> it was sarcasm. I know, but like you didn't answer. No, no, yeah, I've watched all eight seasons. Three times. Why is it watching it multiple John times? Snow. I've seen every episode once. So like, what? <laughs> because I love Jon Snow. I like, I watched that show oh, for Jon Snow's storyline. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. for that, too. This is a good looking anyway. anyway, Bella Ramsey. No, not in Jon Snow. Liana Mormont in the HBO Game of Thrones. Liana. Badass. Liana, sorry. Is now going to be Ellie in The Last of Us. Um, the HBO series. She has been cast as Ellie in The Last of Us. Um, I haven't seen her performance. I have. She's a fucking badass kid. She's heard I'm, really I'm gonna... good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I haven't played The Last of Us, really but from what I've. Oh yeah. 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 This this is a good and, show. Yeah. And I haven't watched. I haven't played The Last of Us, but from what I've gathered, she she'll fit that part. Mm-hmm. What if you gather? Ellie's personality throughout the game. Yeah, she's kind of like a badass, you know? Yeah. 
All right, well, we clearly struck the wrong nerve on this beer. No, I mean, we know Jarrell has feelings about The Last of Us. I don't know if he no, no, no. said anything. I like yeah. The Last of Us. I dislike The Last of Us, too. Okay, well, I just have feelings. Yeah, so we'll, yeah, we'll okay. just focus on Last of Us one, then. I'm yeah. just saying that Ellie, in the photos, she always kind of looks mean, and she, like, obviously has Ellie's to kill. So sweet. She has to kill stuff. Well, yeah. Liana Mormon is also sweet, but she can be fucking vicious if she needs to. So good casting. Is what good I'm casting. Yes. yes, that's what we said. No, no, I'm, I, I'm agree. I have not seen her in action, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gathering my. She's very British, though. I, I just, oh, she, I guess she she's going to do an American accent. I'm yeah, British. I'll, be, I'll be honest. A lot of British actors are really yes, good at doing. That's American what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. It's insane the way they do it, which I mean, it's not hard to do an American accent, but like the fact that you never hear like a slip up is ridiculous. Oh, they're incredibly well trained British mm-hmm. actors. Like, like theater is big over there, bigger than it is in uh, America. Everything is just better outside of America. That's all I'm hearing. <laughs> like, they have better bills. That's all you heard out of all that. <laughs> they have better actors. Everything's better. I'm over the podcast. Yeah, fair enough. You know, it's not okay. better. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, so the first, the first. Um, the first leak that we heard, I'm trying to use words, the first leak that we heard was that Marshahala Ali was rumored to have been offered the role of Joel in the Last of Us um, series. Mm-hmm. We found out that the role actually went to Pedro Pascal. Is that how you say his name? Pedro Pascal? Pedro Pascal, yep. Mm-hmm. Who's also, yes. you know, very famously known for uh, currently The Mandalorian, so now he's going to be on The Mandalorian as well as and Game of Thrones. The Last of Us and Game of Thrones. He was on Game of Thrones as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, he's also oh, yeah, that's right. He also recently appeared in the new Wonder Woman movie. As uh, the main, uh, I, yeah, one of the main, I, one of the main I didn't see that. Yeah, me either. Um, so, um, how are you feeling about that casting? Man, I'm happy about it. I am because I like Pedro Pascal's uh, the, um, as an actor a lot. I like his, I like his delivery a lot of the lines. He's very good for this kind of role because Joel. First of all, I think he look, looks like a lot like the character, so I'm very That's happy great. about that. I don't think he looks I anything. Don't, like I don't at all think he looks like Joel at all. I think he does, he especially when, especially when he has the beard. Like, no, I, 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 Joel I can see him. Joel is an old ass white it. man. He is literally mm-hmm. that guy from fucking like Game of Thrones. Like, I see why people wanted him to be um, uh, the the Stark brother because he looks like him. What's his name? Anyway, you're talking about which Stark brother? Not you're talking Stark about? brother. Um, uh, Cersei's brother. Lannister oh, Jamie Lannister. Yeah, like that, okay. he looks like. Him. Damn, that would have been a good one. That, like he that looks like been a good one too. Kind of look like yeah. him. And yeah. that's why people were like, "Give this man this role, Nickel, 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 I, mean, I can't. You can't pronounce that. <laughs> Everyone was just, like, it's just right. Jamie Lannister to us. Yeah, like no, I, I don't think he looks like. I don't think Pedro I don't think Pedro looks so. like him, but I think that he could pull it off. But he is. He does have the dark hair, and Joel has more dark hair than um, obviously. Joel? Hair is dark. With, with, Joel's hair is dark with this, some spots of gray because he's an older man. Yeah, yeah. So with makeup, I have no doubt that they could uh, pull yeah. that off. But honestly, they could yeah, no. pull it off. But I think they wanted the best actors. I don't think they wanted someone that looked more like him. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And that's why I'm happy because I, I still think I still think he does look like him, and I think he's a really good actor. So I'm good with the casting. Y'all ready for me I'm to just... talk shit about it? No, no. Hold oh, on. Let me say yeah. like a couple more positive things. Okay. Like two. Well, Three. I partially <laughs> agree with Brandon because I think Pedro Pascal, from a certain side profile, does kind of resemble Joel. 
And um, I'm excited to see the movie. I want to see more. I want to see. Call him Joel. I call him Joel. Joel. You call him Joel, but it's a... oh my bad. Um, you call him Joel. That guy. Um, but also, like you know, I'm gonna again. I haven't played the game, so I want to see if you know the show is gonna drive me towards playing the game at some point. Man, I would 100% just suggest that you play the game first. I was going to watch the show first. Uh, No, no, I'm I'm sure you are. I'm saying, for anyone listening, I suggest that you play the game first because I'm 100% sure they're going to take a lot of liberties from the game to transition into a show. Plus, Gabe, you're getting your PS5, so you'll have that game free. It's part of the PS Plus. And it'll be enhanced. Oh my god! So I yeah. really wish that I could stomach playing The Last of Us two again because I want to see how beautiful it looks. But I'm Wait, not two? I'll let you know. Yeah. Wait, one's the one that got remastered though. Yeah, but the, literally, it looks better. Brandon, everything looks better on PS five. Oh sure, I fear. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even great example is Final Fantasy seven remake. Like that has not had a PS five update. If you put in your PS five copy or play that on your PS5, the particle effects are better. Like, everything just looks so much better without an update yet. So, like, I can only imagine what The Last of Us 2 like, is going to look like. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably watch somebody play it on PS5. Uh, any, uh, can I touch it now? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. It's not about Pedro Pascal. I'm sure he's a wonderful actor. I'm not talking shit about him. Um, I'm going to talk shit about people. <laughs> As I usually do. Um... The I I and I made a tweet about this earlier. I wish that Marshahala Ali was Joel because I think that guy's a great actor. I think Pidge is a great actor. Too. He's a fantastic actor. I've um, seen him. One of the things that I don't like, which is why I'm so over, uh, uh, what's that boy's name? Spider Man. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. I hate when people use the same actor in everything all the time. Like I just, mm-hmm. I dislike seeing like one person everywhere. Which is why I was excited for the Ellie casting because like I feel like this girl's gonna be really good. I, I, you know, she's a fresh face. I think it's it's really great. Like career starters, and it really gives people an interest in these actors and actresses. I'm super happy that it's an unknown person that's able to, well, not unknown, but like a, a, a someone who's known for like one project to be able to branch out. Like, Pedro Pascal, we just mentioned all the stuff he's in. I think he's awesome in everything he's in. But I, I wish that, you know, I wouldn't have to see him multiple times in the same thing. Uh, that's just my personal okay. gripe. I just that's don't fair. like when people are in everything. Like, I don't want to watch the Uncharted movie because I don't want to see Tom Holland again. Like, I'm low you know, over this kid. And he's great. You know, I think he's funny. I like him. I'm just not interested. You know, you know it's funny? I, I'd say we're about maybe about... Roughly two years before Mahers, uh, how's his name pronounced? I always have a struggle. Mahershala Ali. Ali. Mahershala Ali. Thank you. Um, I think we're only about two years away from him reaching that same status because he's already been cast to like play Blade, which I am so excited for because I, oh. I love his work. Like, Are I've seen making it. Blade? Yeah. Oh, yeah. As oh. part of the, as part of the MCU now, and he's playing Blade and I'm so excited for that. Like, like. That's uh, exciting. Adrell, did you, did you see, um, Luke Cage at all? I did not. I watched like half an episode, I think. Okay, he's he's in. If you've seen half an episode, then you probably already know. But he's in se- in the first season of that show. He is so freaking good in the first season of Luke Cage. He's like my favorite character in Luke Cage season one. Um, and he was also in Alita: Battle Angel. Didn't have as big a role there, but I liked his performance there too. Yeah, 
everything I've seen him in has been very good so far. So honestly, if it had been him to be Joel, I would have been fine with that too, honestly. Has he ever been like lead cast in something? Lead cast? I he I know for sure that he's one movie. I couldn't tell you the name though, but there I can tell you for sure that that movie he was the lead. But the fact that I don't know the name is you know fixer point. Yeah, like I I I wish that you know and obviously I don't know maybe he turned it down himself. Um, I I think it would have been or, really cool yeah. because I, I, what I tweeted earlier actually was that um, The Last of Us would have been awesome if they had you know this black guy playing Joel and this white girl playing Ellie because I think that adds another element to the story. Um, mm-hmm. I think it'd be really cool to see how in this post-apocalyptic type zombie infested world, how we deal with race and, you know, age and relationships among other things. And if you're going to adapt something to, to, um, if you're going to adapt a, a, a video game into a screenplay, right, you have some liberties, obviously they're going to change some things. They're going to make things different. I thought it would have been really cool to see this like older black guy and this younger white girl's dynamic, um, and, and I think you can create some really essential moments with that type of pairing. And I thought it would have been really awesome to see something like that. And I, and, and I mentioned it's kind of like in The Last of Us 2, because at Brandon, we talked about it and I was like, who cares that these characters are gay? There's like a fucking like zombie outside. And I think you were the one who was saying like, the, the zombie setting is the background and the focus is more of what's actually happening to these people, right? Right. And so if you had that dynamic, it would very much be like, yes, this is the background, this is what's happening, but there's more of a story to tell by what's happening. Um, and, mm. and, and obviously knowing the story of The Last of Us, knowing how Joel and Ellie's relationship is, like, I can totally picture those two playing off each other and having, like, just some really intense fucking moments, like, which is disappointing because I, I feel like, you know, that's a, that's a, a wasted opportunity. But I also know that a lot of people want characters to look like the character they're based, based off of. And this is where I start talking shit because I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter that's like, oh my God, he doesn't even look like Joel. Like Joel's white. Like what happens when you make like, you know, if you do a, a video, a movie, I think someone said like, if you do a movie about, Obama and you cast a white person to do it like that's what we should do now if you're going to make that's this black so idol. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to explain how it's different because if you're listening to this podcast, you should already know. If you don't know, please talk to a black friend or you know an ally or somebody. Look up. I don't have time for that shit. Like, don't don't Just look at look it up. Don't talk to don't don't um, waste someone's time by asking them that question. Just look it up. But also, that's why I was like. I wish it was him, so all you ugly-ass, racist-ass motherfuckers would be mad. Because I don't give a fuck. I'd be happy as shit. Let them all be mad as fuck. Um, But then, like, the juxtaposition between the announcement of possibly this black guy doing it, and then this Hispanic guy doing it, like, obviously people love Pedro Pascal, so there was not a single, like, this guy's, like, Hispanic, like, he's not white, like... The, the 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 dynamic between those is just really crazy to like see and read right so like as long as you are a certain skin color it's totally okay to be cast in something even if you're not and and obviously this could go into a conversation of race versus versus ethnicity so like yes Pedro Pascal would be a white person who happens to be Hispanic like I get that 
but it, it was not, like, it's not the same, like, the discourse isn't the same. It was, like, you don't see people being like, oh my god, this Hispanic guy is going to be playing this white guy, that's totally unfair. That conversation is not had, right? Like, the, the conversation was only like, this black guy's playing this white guy, is unacceptable. Oh, I totally like that guy. Like, I don't care that he's Hispanic. Like, give him the role, because I like the Mandalorian. So, I don't like people. Um, I don't like racist people. I think reading that, seeing that was very disappointing because I think a lot of times you should hire actors based on, you know, how good they are. I, I think it's really cool that the option was there for someone like Marsha Ali to be able to play a character like Joel. Um, I think that really would have added a cool, different definition to what The Last of Us is because I think the, the goal behind The Last of Us is you know, the story around life and relationships and growing up with, you know, someone you don't know, like, the whole story revolves around these two. And I think Pedro Pascal is going to be great, like I said. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I was just very, very, like, over the bullshit of, like, racist people. Like, and that's all. I wasn't going to talk shit about him. I, I think everyone involved is probably a great person. Um, you know, I won't even talk shit about Neil Druckmann. I could. Who? Neil Druckmann. Who is now behind the last of us. He's now been promoted to like Naughty Dog president or some shit. I don't know exactly what his title was. Oh. But you know, you know, let, let's not talk about Crunch and Naughty Dog. Or Last of Us. Because they, they, they won Game of the Year. Yeah, Game Crunch, you know? That, that thing that everybody yelled at CD Projekt Red for. Um, for oh, yeah, yeah, crunching their employees, yeah. even though The Last of Us Two did the same thing, but they won like best director for video game because oh well, yeah, because they actually had a good game when it came out. Yeah, because you know yeah, crunch doesn't matter terrible. unless you know you're Last of Us. I'm not saying all, all I'm saying is if you're gonna be against game crunch, be against game crunch across the board. Don't do it for one company and then be like. It's okay for like it's okay for this company to do it, but not okay for this company to do it. Because then I kind of just believe that you're not really against crunch; you just are against that company. But what do I know? Anybody want to add on this bullshit? I'm tired. Nah, I'm done. <laughs> I said my piece. I said my piece on on this last of us topic. <laughs> and with that, it's been a wonderful conversation, guys. Always great to talk to you all. It's late as crap. So I will say goodnight to everyone. Thank you for listening. Make sure you uh, write us a review. Leave us some comments. You know the whole good thing. We love to hear from you guys. whoop you doo All that great shit. Um, yeah, goodnight everybody. Let's go. Peace. Peace. Bye. Goodbye. Let's go.